With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a crazy story. There is a journalist who is investigating Joe Biden and what happened with Afghanistan in the pullout. The FBI raids his home and then he disappears, quits his job and is just gone, apparently. We know some individuals who actually knew this guy. They reached out. No response. So maybe now that the news is broken, Rolling Stone's writing about it, Daily Mail's writing about it, maybe he'll pop up and be like, guys, you know, like someone stole my car and I went bankrupt. And my wife left me. That's why I was, I was away. Who knows? But right after he gets raided by the FBI, he just stops, cancels his project. No investigation on Joe Biden. Very interesting. The best part of this story was when Rolling Stone says this may be the first time Joe Biden's FBI has raided a journalist. James O'Keefe would like to have a word with you, Rolling Stone. But uh, yeah, still a very, very crazy story. So we'll talk about that. Plus, oh, this one's my favorite. Oh, man. Stacey Abrams coming out and saying abort the poor. That was just wow. Uh, Okay, here's what happens. The Democrats know abortion isn't a winning midterm issue. The economy is. So when Obama comes out and says, you got to talk about the economy, Stacey Abrams get, gets asked, I think it was by Joe Scarborough, and she's like, well, you know, abortions, economic, you know, women who don't want kids because they can't afford it. Well, abortion helps them save money. You know, they wouldn't care about the gas prices if they got rid of that kid. And it's just, you know, wow, bravo. OK, abort the poor in this story. You know, we, we talked about no fault divorce a week or so ago. And here's my, my, my favorite development, because I didn't catch this one when the story dropped a week or so, or two weeks ago, but they refer to our very own Ian Crossland as a conservative commentator. I am very impressed at the evolution of Ian. Ian, you're conservative now. It's true. I'm, I'm a liberal <laughs> so you conservative. Admit it. Yes. You admit it. Conservatively liberal. All right. All right. Don't forget to head over to TimCast.com and become a member to get access to the exclusive Uncensored show, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. You can find that on our, on our website. And... Uh, Check out the latest Cast Castle vlog episode starring Rusty Cage and Blair White. We, we, we brought them in and it's deliciously offensive and I think it's, it's, it's good, fun and fantastic. But I'm not going to pretend we're doing like Hollywood quality productions here. Guys, the actors on this show, it's literally just the crew at, at the office. So, you know, quite literally the guy who we hired to fly a drone is acting and you're getting what you get. But hey, we're working on it. You know, we got to get the concept going, get better at what we do and figure it out. We're not Hollywood. We want to be better than they are. We got to start somewhere. If you want to support our work in building culture, go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We got a new song coming out November 4th. You're not going to want to miss that one. It's going to be fantastic. And don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show. Be the notification because YouTube absolutely is censoring us. That's what everybody's saying. It's, it's crazy. Everybody's talking about it. That's At least that's what I was told. So share the video on social media. Joining us today to talk about this and more is Seth Weathers. Good to be here. Who are you? I am a recovering political political consultant. I spent years running campaigns. I was one of the first people that Donald Trump hired when he decided to run for president in 2015. I was nuts enough to do that and to believe that he was going to be president. 
Um, since then, recently I've started a company, freedomspeaksup.com. We are a conservative lifestyle brand that we are trying to, our goal is essentially to tell people be uncensorable. And when people see others out wearing shirts that have a statement on it, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious. The goal is to let people know there's other people that think like you and be unafraid to speak up. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. We also got the t-shirt vendor. Hey, guys. I think my lifestyle is more of a troll anarchist kind of a lifestyle brand when it comes to my t-shirt that, of course, I have here. And that's why today I'm wearing my Trust the Science shirt on the eve of the CDC just having another mind-boggling decision for children today. And that's why I'm wearing a shirt that says Trust the Science, just like you did with DDT, cigarettes, fluoride, asbestos, glyphosate, sugar, and I could keep going on and on. And if you are not a trusting peasant, you could get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. I am here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, hello, everyone. Your friendly neighborhood liberal, conservative, authoritarian, libertarian coming at you. Ian Crossland. (laughs) Happy to be here. I I think, you know, they wrote, Jezebel wrote that Ian Crossland, they were like, on Tim Pool's show, conservative commentator Ian Crossland. I'm just like, tell me you don't watch the show without telling me you don't watch the show. Yeah, I'm glad you tweeted it out because, like, there's like 100 comments (laughs) of people laughing. It's just like, what in the hell? Did they even watch the show? It's kind of funny. Yeah, I I, I will occasionally take a conservative, conservative viewpoint. For sure, because they're warranted. But, but I like, think you got to be balanced. Well, we got to read this story. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We also got Serge over here pressing all the buttons. That's right. Here I am. Find me at Serge.com. All right, let's jump into this first story from Rolling Stone. FBI raids star ABC News producer's home. Emmy-winning producer James Gordon Meek had his home raided by the FBI. His colleagues say they haven't seen him since. And this was apparently back in April. Look at this. At a minute before 5 a.m. on April 27th, ABC News' James Gordon Meek fired off a tweet with a single word, facts. The network's national security investigative producer was responding to a former CIA agent, Mark, how do you say this, Polymeropoulos, take that the Ukrainian military, with assistance from the U.S., was thriving against Russian forces. Polymeropoulos' tweet, filled with uh, acronyms and indecipherable, uh, indecipherable to the layperson, like ITPs, UW, and EW, was itself a missive from the Washington Post-Pentagon reporter, Dan Lamont, blah, 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 blah. Okay, really what the story comes down to is, uh, I think we have this tweet here. Let's just go through the, the, the quick bullet points on this one. Outside ABC News' James Gordon Meek's apartment, a surreal scene was unfolding, and his storied career was about to come crashing down. Multiple sources familiar with the matter say the Emmy-winning producer was the target of an FBI raid. None of his neighbors with whom Rolling Stone spoke with have seen him since. His neighbors haven't even seen him. An ABC representative tells Rolling Stone he resigned very abruptly and hasn't worked for us for months. It's unclear what story, if any, would have put Meek in the FBI's crosshairs. Well, not necessarily. It's been reported by several outlets. He was investigating Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan and then abruptly vanished. Now, here's the best part of the story. Rolling Stone says Meek has been charged with no crime, but independent observers believe the raid is among the first and quite possibly the first to be carried out on a journalist by the Biden administration. Okay, well, uh, I would just like to point out James O'Keefe does exist. He was also raided by the FBI. But uh, here's the story, man. This is a troubling trend. Now, I don't know what happened to this guy. Okay, the report was that he was, he was investigating Afghanistan. Very, very bad day for Biden. And I'll, and I'll remind you, when you look at the aggregate polling, that's when Joe Biden went underwater. His approval rating was, 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 was higher than his disapproval. Afghanistan happened. He flipped. The Democrats right now, they're desperately trying to reverse that narrative and, and win back support. But the economy is just, it's beating them down. Then you get a guy who's working on this big story. 
gone. Well, Rolling Stones is also reporting right now that he might have had classified information, and that's why the FBI raided him. But we have to understand that, that what, what's happening here is not out of the playbook out of the Democratic Party. When Joe Biden was vice president, the Obama administration terrified newsrooms just like they did weddings and hospitals all throughout the Middle East with their drone strikes. And Obama used the Espionage Act more than any other president before him to specifically put a record number of journalists and their sources in jail. So we have to understand here, this is the continuation of the Obama DOJ FBI that prosecutes people that wanted to do real journalism. They went after James O'Keefe. They probably went after this guy. We don't know all the details here, but he quit his job. He, he didn't publish his book and he disappeared. People can't find him. Of course, people are automatically, some people are going to go off and say, Oh, maybe they Michael Hastings to him, uh, which is another journalist that also died under the Obama administration, also had allegedly classified, classified during, information. During the Obama administration. During the administration. Yeah, while yeah. investigating. Who was he investigating? He was investigating a, a top general that yeah. was, uh, you know, that, that, that he was going to expose. And he came out and said, hey, you know, he tried to use his neighbor's car. He said they had people following him. So, so again, he what, said, what the Democrats are possible, what they could possibly do is unspeakable with what they already did with the Obama administration. Okay, what we know from the Obama administration is that more journalists and whistleblowers were charged with the, under the Espionage Act and other charges than all other presidents, presidents combined. What we know about Michael Hastings is that who was he was it was it Hayden? You, you want to Google no, this? No, it wasn't Hayden. It was another no. uh, top. He was uh, investigating general. some top general guy. And then one day he shows up to his neighbor's house saying he needs to borrow their car or something about he saw someone under his car tampering with it. The next thing we hear... John is, Brennan. Brennan. There John Brennan. Go. CIA director yep. John Brennan was being The next thing we hear is that he was speeding down Wilshire Boulevard uncontrollably and slammed into a tree and his car burst into flames. Yeah, like two in the morning. Yeah. So the one people were like, maybe he was drunk and he just depressed and suicidal and just hit the gas and just didn't let go. Other people are like, maybe they wired his He went his to car. his neighbors and said, my car was tinkered with. Can I use your car, please? Because someone was messing with my car. It's not the same. And yo, the neighbor yo. said no. Do you guys remember when uh, Seamus... Freedom Tunes that he, he produced a debunking left wing uh, memes video and there's this researcher who made the pyramid it's the reverse pyramid of conspiracy theories have you seen this I don't think I've seen that one there's a so this 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 pyramid shows like on the bottom it's conspiracy theories that are true and it's like you know MK Ultra it happened we know the documents are declassified and then at the top it's like anti-semitic point of no return and the funny thing is it says something like Epstein is true at the bottom and then it says powerful uh, individuals trafficking children is considered a conspiracy theory. And it's like, bro, that's the same thing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, the Epstein thing, that's what it is. Ghislaine Maxwell's in prison for trafficking minors. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. She's been convicted. Now, you know, who was it? I'd love to see that list. But here's the funny thing like, after something like that happens, one of my favorite stories is Chris, I think it was Chris Reagan tweeting that when Epstein dies, he gets into an Uber and the Uber driver turns around immediately and says, yo, that guy didn't kill himself. 
I like that's the that was the <laughs> cultural shock when that story dropped. So when you hear that a national security reporter, here's the story from the Daily Mail, check this out. ABC national security producer hasn't been seen since April when FBI mysteriously raided his house. Journalist was writing a book about Biden's disastrous withdrawal withdrawal from Afghanistan. He, he abruptly quits, tells the guy he's working the book with, I'm out, you know, I don't have anything to do with this. And now no one, his neighbors haven't seen him. His colleagues haven't heard from him. We actually, someone we work with, I'm going to keep the details, you know, vague because we're trying to investigate this, tried reaching out because they know him and they're like, yo, he's not responding. So uh, I don't know. But let me just tell you, the conspiracy theorists scored a whole bunch of points over the past couple of years. We are well past the point where we just dismiss these things as far-fetched. A journalist was raided by the FBI and went missing. James O'Keefe was raided by the FBI. His saving grace is that he's famous and people got their eye on him. But I wouldn't be surprised if something really crazy happened here. Is, something really crazy. I'm just realizing that this was in April. So has, has there been research to know, like, what's his family say? Like, where is he? Like, I mean, is the guy, like truly missing from his family friends everyone i mean that his neighbors haven't seen him they're saying like apparently they reached out to him so that's that that's why we're here talking about it yeah i'd like to know what his family has to say or if he has a family yeah don't know you would think if he was married or had kids that they would have been at least vocal about it and if they're not vocal about it then they're in on it (laughs) or they're scared right yeah meaning that they're in on it like they know something well look Happening. I mean, when the FBI shows up at your door, breaks it down and points a gun at your family member's head. I mean, that's a message right there. And when you do that to journalists, when you do that to people that, that whistleblow, when you do that, when, when people try to get accurate, truthful information to the general public, you're not on the good side here. I mean, I think it's pretty clear and obvious. We used to have journalists. We used to have whistleblowers. We used to have things like, you know, Watergate. We used to have, uh, there, there's another, you know, comment here that's an adult comment linked to, of course, a whistleblower that goes deep, uh, a part of someone's jugular. Uh, Those situations, those scenarios, those individuals can exist under this administration, mainly because of just how brutal they are towards journalism. It's like, Tim, you mentioned that maybe he had classified information that I think Luke mentioned that. Rolling Stone is is reporting that that there is a potential that he had classified information and was going to probably uh, blow the whistle on on something even more nefarious to already a very nefarious, nasty story. And and another thing that kind of boggles my mind is, you know, why are journalists puppeteering? Why are they cheerleading this administration that is literally punishing them, that is spreading fear in the newsroom, that is terrifying them from even doing their job? I, I don't understand it. Uh, I, I do on some levels, but the general public should be asking some serious questions. What's that, that phenomenon where slaves will start to love their slave man? Stockholm yeah, syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. It's like journalists are in a state of such shock and terror that they're being the the, the, the government's spying on their their the, like. I don't think most don't, journalists are afraid of this government. I think they're a little too cozy. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I, I it's well. I mean, no, 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 no. I I, I think technically, Ian's right. Journalists are in a state of fear. The people you're referring to, Seth, aren't journalists. They're, you know, Fair. government shills Fair. masquerading as journalists. So the people who are actual journalists, this is what happens to them. Yeah. You get raided by the FBI. I mean, look at James O'Keefe. The FBI raided his house. The whole thing is, is, is nonsense. And then the Rolling Stone has the nerve to be like, this could be the first time. It's like, bro. Yeah. The when, way they when, phrase that, among the point, first. What does that even or, mean? Or possibly the first. And when people point out James O'Keefe got raided, the response from all of these people on Twitter is, he's not a journalist. No, he is a journalist. James O'Keefe is. is a journalist. And he has news organizations defending him. These people don't like him personally. 
So they say he's not a journalist, but it's like, just because you don't like the things he writes, the same thing is true of Alex Jones. Guess what? Surprise, surprise. Alex Jones is a journalist. Oh, no. Now they're all angry saying, don't you dare conflate the work we do with Alex Jones. If you break down what they are legally doing and their protections. Yeah, Alex Jones is a journalist. Sorry, that's just a reality. But I got to tell you this. When you get these corporate shill, quote unquote, journalists that make fake news up and claim things like Ian Crossland is a conservative and then have the nerve to insult Alex Jones. Oh, harumph, I say. I find it laughable. Shout out to Jezebel for writing that bizarre article, by the way. (laughs) Conservative commentator. We we live in an interesting society where people appreciate the government's ability to classify documents. If they didn't have that ability, we would have been overrun and conquered because we would have lost wars like World War II. You need secrecy. But at the same time, we also glorify journalists that like expose the, the corruption within the government by, you know, it, maybe not receiving classified documents, but I don't know how they, well, like Julian Assange, for instance, he, he received like those, that was a classified video, the, uh, what is it, collateral murder, where it shows the soldiers like just from a helicopter, like gunning people down, in, civilians gunning civilians down. And look what they do to Assange. Yes. And so we've got both dichotomies, like there's heroes on, you know, you could, and they're at odds, but they're both on our side. I just, very strange Uh, I think the U.S. government is full of criminals and corrupt psychopaths. And then you have people like Julian Assange who are like, I'm going to expose evil people. Right. Technically, he's a criminal. Like he got classified information and revealed. it. No, he's not a criminal at all. I don't think that was an evil journalist. It is actually. He's protected by the First Amendment and he's not even an American citizen. To to receive and disperse classified information, you're allowed to do that? The New York Times does it every day. Yeah, there's whistleblower laws that protect individuals that come forward and say, hey, there was some wrongdoing in our government. Many yep. people tried to go through the official avenues and, and they, of course, were, were told to shut up. Well, he just can't have stolen the documents himself. But if yes. they're provided to him, he has the ability. Again, even like he, he said, that's what journalism, they do that all the time. But exactly. like, even if he knows they're stolen. Yes. I, uh, yes. So that's right. Like, Trump, I can't commit Trump's, the crime, but if someone else does it for me, then yes. I'm on the clear. If they, they didn't direct them you? To, if they didn't now, direct them to. Yeah, right, right, right. right. You can't, right. You, you can't be, if, if you're a journalist and someone comes to you and says, I have a diary, you can be like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they look at Trump's tax records. Uh, what's her name? Put, uh, put them on Maddow? her show. Yes. I forgot about yep. her. How quick she, uh, time flies. <laughs> but yeah, she put them on her show and was heralded for it. Yeah. yeah they were cheering. I mean, this is really funny. There's um, some, some leftist organization filmed some Republican congressman or something under, undercover pretending to be a Trump supporter, saying we need pardons for the January 6th defendants. And he's like, well, we got to win the White House first. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, we got him. We got him. And it's just like, and how is what James O'Keefe does not journalism? Like, you do this, the same thing, and then claim Veritas is, get that, it's partisan yep. BS. You know, what we need, I, I would say, probably the only real news organization in the country right now. It, okay, that's not fair, but the most prominent national level is Veritas. Yeah. And I say it's not fair. I wouldn't call any of the local news outlets, news organizations. I wouldn't call, uh, you call them news outlets. Let's go media, local media disbursement. The New York Times, please. Propaganda narrative garbage. The, 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 there's a new outlet that came out, Semaphore. And it's Ben Smith, formerly of BuzzFeed and the New York Times, along with a bunch of other people who I, I think are just terrible. But they're doing reporting now. And they've done some interviews that are actually quite good. And one of them 
is this guy, this opinion editor from the New York Times who got fired for publishing Tom Cotton's op-ed calling for the military to uh, you know, stop the riots. And he's basically like, they're trying to pander to progressives. They had an opportunity to speak out, to call it out and say, we're not here to pander to you, but they chose we're going to be Mother Jones on steroids or whatever. That's the New York Times. It's not news. It's not investigative journalism. There's like, when you talk about journalism, you talk about there's reporting where people are like, hey, I got a piece of paper. I'm going to read it to you and report on what I saw. Then there's people that investigate. Investigative journalists are like, here's a piece of paper. I got to figure out where it came from, who wrote it. And they'll do all this work behind the scenes to figure stuff out. That's Project Veritas. They're investigators. Now, New York Times, Kylie Chung from Jezebel, who wrote this weird article about me calling me conservative and misquoting me, is not an investigative journalist. She's maybe you could call her a journalist because she wrote in a journal that's now online. But, you know, let's we're going to walk our way to that story, because first got to talk about this one from uh, TimCast.com. Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams says abortion can help address inflation issues. Why? That's right. If you're concerned about the rising costs for your household, consider killing your unborn child. That's the news, apparently. So, uh, you know, she said you can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Abrams continued, adding that we don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. Abrams avoided offering policy solutions to counter inflation, instead saying that a governor can address housing prices, a governor can address the cost of education, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here's the point. We used to have um, institutions in this country to make sure that if a woman got pregnant, that uh, there was a means and resources made available to her, and that was called marriage. That uh, We had shotgun weddings. You guys know about that, right? Mm-hmm. Dude would get a girl pregnant. The dad would go, you're marrying my daughter. And uh, that's, a, that's a trope. It's a meme. But once they break down that institution, you now have women who are like, oh, no, I got pregnant and the guy has abandoned me. Okay, there's supposed to be child support laws and payments for a reason. Stacey Abrams could offer up, I don't know, that. Instead, she's like, women are concerned about the cost of goods because they're about to have a baby. Has she considered that perhaps the reason some women might not want the pregnancy is that they fear not being able to afford it? And so the issue isn't that they should abort the baby. They may actually really want the kid. That's how insane and nightmarish this is. So how about well, we abort, abort inflation? That might be a good start if it's a financial concern. Yeah, we can get rid of that. Maybe we can uh, deal with fractional reserve banking policies, quantitative easing, the Federal Reserve. Yeah. But, how, you know. how about you just stop printing money out of thin air, giving it to the biggest companies on Wall Street? How about you just stop spending money willy nilly on stupid projects? And then maybe, you know, people could afford having children and you don't mm-hmm. have to abort them, which is absolutely crazy. Seth, you're from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, you got to get in this. <laughs> get in, come on. This is not the get reason in on to bring Abrams up me being right from Georgia. Now. Okay, this is this is an embarrassment, and you're putting it on the national stage for me right now. Um, yeah, it's it's Stacey Abrams is a mess, but fortunately, based on what I'm seeing on the ground there, she's not going to win this race. Um, she's going to go directly from this gubernatorial race to she will be running for president shortly after it probably i think she actually tries in 2024 i really do think she finds a way into Mm. that because who knows what happens with biden i i i I wouldn't disagree they don't have anybody i mean in fact uh, what was the latest polling like only 24 24 percent of people not only 24 people i believe it no only 24 percent of people said they would vote for him at this point there was a couple polls. One said 33% of people would vote for him. Hmm. So they, they need anybody they can get. You got Buttigieg, but he uh, talks yeah. like this. Uh, and you're like, come on, it's just <laughs> Obama type 2.0. Yeah, but you know, I'm she, sorry. He doesn't Stace, have the charisma of, of Obama. I know. And, and Stacey Abrams, him. Yeah. she's Obama an election denier. You know? This is true. She's an election denier. I, I can't support an election denier. 
No. You know, so I, I, I watched the media talk about election deniers all day and night. And then I saw this viral video of Stacey Abrams. And then I saw another viral video. I was like, oh, man. It, she's you dangerous know? for society. That's right. It's very dangerous to democracy yes. that she denies elections. What election did, did Stacey deny? She denied, I think she may have denied 2016. But 2018. No, no, 2016, that Hillary Clinton and Oh, uh, she may have, but she denied her own loss. Right. I'm for saying governor in Georgia. Before, yeah, before she even got to denying that she lost and refusing to accept the results of her own election, I think she may have been a 2016 denier as well. She said Sounds she right. lost her 2018 election and then claimed that it was what? Fallacious. Rigged? She claimed <laughs> Oh, yeah. She claimed was there was rigged. fraud and manipulation. Voter and suppression. Well, well, yeah. We had the highest uh, black voter su suppression specifically. In the election year she ran, we had the highest black turnout in Georgia history. Mm -hmm. But it was the same year that voter suppression kept her from winning. I mean, even, even, even right now, voter turnout in Georgia is higher than roof. when it was. It's, yeah, it's through the roof. Yes. Yep. 73% uh, higher at this point in the election than 2018. Woo. That's incredible. That's nuts. And they're higher all, than in. And they're all voting the, camp, huh? Well, I don't know about all of them, but I do think that Kemp wins, and I think he wins by a decent margin. I think we're in the 7 to 10 range. What led percentage. to so many people voting? In this election? More than ever. I, uh, do, I, you think, do you think there's a lot of efforts to, to try to get people to vote? Do you think it's mail-in ballots? Do you think it's maybe people moving down to Georgia? Uh, no, I, th I think obviously there's a lot of efforts all over trying to get people to turn out and vote. But I think right now you're seeing people that normally were not paying attention. I'm seeing this personally just from, you know, friend groups, et cetera. Uh, but people that weren't necessarily paying attention are like, what the hell? There's a lot happening here and I don't like it. And yeah. I think you're seeing people turn up and people that were not so political before, they're maybe not speaking out about it a lot because they're kind of afraid of backlash, but they're getting out to vote. Mm -hmm. And I think that yeah. we're going to see, I think we're at the polls are tightening as we get closer to the race in Republican favor, which tends to typically happen. I think we're going to see actually a, I, I think we're going to have a pretty big Republican victory. Oh, the, the real clear politics national average in the generic ballot jumped by like yeah. two points today. So I'm doing, I'm doing a segment and I grabbed the RCP average and it was 2.8. And I was like, oh, look, they jumped one point. And then I'm like, so I start recording. 15 minutes in, when I load Real, Real Clear Politics, it, it refreshes, and now it's at 3.1. And I was like, whoa, yeah. it jumped even more in the time that I started talking about it. So the national aggregate poll? Yeah, so so it's, it's uh, uh, the generic ballot aggregate. So all these different polls ask people, if you were going to vote in the midterms, would it be a Republican or a Democrat? They're, these are not uh, swing district polls. Yeah. They're asking AOC's district, who are you going to vote for? So when you see at the national level, a three or four point swing for Republicans. This <laughs> is significant. Yeah. I think Georgia at minimum, we will pick up one congressional seat in an already red state. So in one out of, you know, out of 15 congressional seats, that's pretty significant. I got to imagine that Biden's almost refusal to talk about inflation is like got to be driving people insane. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus because it's it's obvious with gas prices going up, food prices going up, that there's a big inflation issue right now. And like Biden, whenever he's asked about it, what I see, he just kind of acts like it's not 
not that big of a deal. It's like, oh, it's a global thing. It's not, a, but like, duh, but also the America is the leading global economy. So it's an American thing. The global economy is an American thing. Well, now by we, design. Saudi Arabia wants to join BRICS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you know, this, this has been uh, circulating around for a little bit. That's the end of the petrodollar. And when that happens, America is in for a very, very rude They're going to do a currency recall, probably. Get rid of the U.S. dollar. Do a U.S. Uh, central bank currency and crypto. Go full crypto. Tax everybody. Get people's, people's dollars will be worth a hundredth of what that, they were worth. That, but that, that, that's, not, that's not necessarily relevant to what's going to happen first. What's going to happen first is you are not going to be able to buy anything because we don't make anything. Clothing. Oh, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be like, hey, I need to buy a shirt. Here's It's 50 bucks. You're going to go for a white t-shirt? That's right. Yes. Because Stitch up your old t-shirts. Hey, stitch up your old yep. socks. As someone that sells a lot of shirts, there's actually a lot of trouble getting a hold of just the blank shirts to even print on right now, especially certain sizes. Like a- After COVID hit and everything, it became a, a real issue You know, just trying to well, get blanks. The United States manufactures very little. We outsource to all these other countries, and we get away with it because the U.S. dollar is the settlement layer for the world, the petrodollar, the reserve currency. So people are like, I need U.S. dollars to do, to do trade deals with other countries. You take a look at what happened to Gaddafi. He wants to trade in gold. He's gone. You look at Saddam Hussein. Oh, oh, started trading with euro. He's gone. But now the U.S. can't keep it up. And they tried to. That's what they do with the Middle East. The war, everything they do is a desperate attempt to maintain this, this global dominance. Now it's Saudi Arabia flipping off Joe Biden. And boy, are they panicking over this. Prices are going up and they can't do anything about it. Saudi Arabia joins BRICS. That's it. U.S. dollars out. There, BRICS is already saying, you know, we can use the rupee and we can use the ruble. We can use the yuan. We don't need U.S. dollars for, for settlements anymore. Bye-bye. In the United States, this means you're going to want to buy a computer. That computer is made in Southeast Asia. They're going to say, we don't want U.S. dollars. You don't make anything. What do we need your dollars for? What are we going to buy from you? Not right now. It's oil. Right now, they'll say, yeah, we need U.S. dollars because we want to buy oil. Once we lose this to bricks, they're going to go, you got corn, I guess. I guess we can buy corn. Yeah, we got food, wheat, and corn. You think that part of the reason why they're telling farmers in Europe to stop farming is because they're trying to set up a system where now people buy food from America? Maybe. Maybe, maybe they had a meeting where they're like, guys, we're going to lose the petrodollar. What do we do? Uh, what do we export the most? Corn and corn syrup? Yeah. Okay, tell our allies to stop making food. All right, I guess. If we don't have the petrodollar, we can withhold food. But we don't have fertilizer either. It comes from Russia. So, good luck. And I mean, I suppose Ukraine as well. I I don't know, man. It seems intentional like they're going to starve people out. But it's going to be fun. The people who have farms and live in the middle of nowhere, who've who've been homesteading, they're going to go, what happened? And the people who live in cities are going to turn into like ravenous ghouls running around eating each other. I don't know what the media like CNN and MSNBC have been framing Biden as when they talk to him about inflation or if they even talk to him about inflation on those channels. Well, for, there's the clips I see of him. He's just like kind of a space cadet on that stuff, probably by intention. I don't I think he's intentionally not addressing it. I don't think Biden's intentionally saying or doing anything. <laughs> he's pretty far out of it. Yeah. I mean, bad calf care, next null recent, true on a shot of pressure. I don't, I don't it, think there's a lot of intention. It's the Federal Reserve. I haven't heard him mention the Federal Reserve once. And Why it's the Federal it? Reserve is the <laughs> issue. Like, that there's this private company printing our money away. It's yeah. wicked. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if... Uh, you guys remember Zeitgeist? Yeah, yeah the movie. Yeah. You seen that one? Yeah. Seth? I don't think I've actually worth, seen it. It's worth watching. It's I was 2008 school, movie. I missed a lot. So yeah. this is, you know, like the early internet era of conspiracy theory videos going around. And uh, you had like loose change. You had Zeitgeist. And in it, it talks about false flags and stuff.
But I wonder if what, what, was it part one that talks about fractional reserve banking? Probably it was. They did like Jesus and like the the history religion. of religion. Then yeah. they did Federal Reserve fractional. What was the third one? They had like a three. I think it was conspiracy war. I think it was nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven. False flags. Nine eleven. Yeah. So uh, they talk about fractional reserve. I feel like that kind of documentary going viral in the early days of the internet had a huge impact on a lot of people. Leads a lot of people to to, to uh, politicians like Ron Paul. And now all of a sudden you have a culture that outright understands fractional reserve banking enough to reject it, understands the Fed enough to reject it. And these people are going away. You know, like we're going to have these conversations all day, every day, and they would love it. The machine, the Fed, the establishment, the uniparty, they would love it if we stopped talking about how they manipulate the system and steal money from but you. But not only are they not going away, they took us off fractional reserve banking and now we're on a no reserve banking system where they can print infinite amounts. They That's don't even right. need 90% or nine, 10% in the bank to loan out nine, I, nine cents on the 10. I got to wonder if what that means is they know the system's about to implode yeah. and they're extracting as much as possible. And then they're going to do the, in a currency recall. And then everybody's no, going to no, lose no, no. a it's thousand. Be the US, look, if the U.S. loses this, the BRICS nations, OPEC plus, they're going to be laughing all the way to the bank because it, they can do sure, sure. Maybe they'll do a currency recall, but it's pointless. The U.S. dollar is going to hit hyperinflation. We don't make anything. So uh, let me just simplify it. We go to Korea and say, we want a bunch of laptops. And they say, what are you going to give for us? Or like, what are you going to give us for it? And then we say, we will give you dollars. And they go, what can I do with that? You can buy from us. And what can I buy from you? No. Corn. Yeah. So they're going to say, no thanks. The computers are worth more than the corn you have to offer. And they're going to go to China and say, we need the rare earth minerals. And China's going to be like, deal. They're going to go to Russia and OPEC and they're going to say, we need oil. And they're going to say, deal. And the U.S. is going to be like, but we shut down Keystone Pipeline and we, we, we stopped energy production. So we don't make energy. We don't make uh, raw materials here anymore. We don't, we don't harvest them. We do a whole lot of nothing. I mean, look, we do some of that stuff in the U.S., but it's way down. Trump was trying to bring back manufacturing, mm -hmm. and that's probably why you can see what's happening. But uh, I hope you guys are ready for a big ride. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Biden is a horrible diplomat. People don't like him. He's mean. Um, he he was a terrible military commander. He he uh, we he surrendered our military to the Taliban in Afghanistan. And people see the weakness and the idiocy and like the old frailty, and they just don't take yeah. him seriously. I don't. That's the vibe I'm getting. Saudi Arabians are like. You know, if there's anyone we're ever going to cut ties with in the United States, it's Joe Biden. That guy's a dick. It's not personality; it's the policies. It's it's what what he's doing that's pushing forward. Uh, we I could get in a whole rant about look, Saudi Arabia. Let's let's but. jump to this next story because this is what I was trying to get to. Conservatives are coming for no fault divorce from Jezebel. They say after the fall of Roe, right wing media have been ratcheting up their rhetoric against no fault divorce. Expect policy to follow. Bum bum bum. The reason. Why this story is from August. We're talking about now. I didn't catch this when it came out, but they refer to our good friend Ian Crossland as a conservative commentator. So let me show you first a little bit what they say in the beginning. I love this because they talk about us. Where, where, where are they going to do it? I they thought you were like, an, an authoritarian liberal. Yeah, you were right about that. Yeah. <laughs> they mention, uh, here we go. In a, uh, there's a popular conservative influencer, Tim Poole. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm conservative now. In a segment on a show, I love that one because they say it a lot. But conservatives are like, yeah, Tim Pool's not conservative. Yeah. Tim Pool in a segment on his show was delight, uh, that was delightfully titled No Fault Divorce Has Destroyed Men's Confidence in Marriage. Men don't want to get married anymore. Yeah, that's true. There are studies that show that. We're not just like screaming into the wind. We're like reading things and going, wow, look at that. 
According to Pool, you know, guys, can't you at least cite the thing I'm reading and not me? I'm not like fabricating things on the wall. They say we have no fault divorce laws to blame for the rise of prenuptial agreements. Yes. Duh. Okay, moving on. Which allegedly place men at risk of being robbed by gold digging, thieving Jezebels. Oh, name drop their own website. Name drop. Willfully ignoring how the court system has a long history of re-traumatizing and destroying the lives of rape and domestic violence victims. No, we know full well that's called fault, right? When a guy commits a crime against his wife, now there's fault. You can get a divorce. Congratulations. You understand what no fault means. The best part of the article. They write, in the same episode on Poole's show, conservative commentator Ian Crossland adds, quote, we live in this culture where no fault divorce is the law of the land, dot, dot, dot. If young folks know they're in an environment where divorce is not an option, I firmly believe they're going to be more careful about who they choose to marry. Also a very dry fact statement. I mean, it's a dry analysis. Ian didn't come out and say, arrest all of the women who try to get divorces. He said, if people can't divorce, they're probably going to be more careful about it. Yeah, but I didn't say that. If I did, that was a misspeak. I said that if people can't get a uh, no-fault divorce, if people can't divorce... Oh, wait, what, are, what does it say? If, uh, if young... First of all, I don't use the word folks. That's Obama speak. And I know I don't use that word. So they're misquoting me. They took a that dot, dot, weird. dot. And cut. We got we, we to pull that up because I, I don't... They didn't link to the story either. Folks. So I don't know what... They were referencing something from like two months ago. But it wasn't that if people can't get a divorce... It's if people can't get a no-fault divorce, then they're going to be much more choosy about getting marriage. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't ever advocate for people not being able to get divorced. That's complete insanity. If a guy beats his wife, she should leave him mm-hmm. and make him pay. Yeah. So they, they actually did link to the segment. And it was with, uh, oh, Dr. Chloe Carmichael was on the show at the time. This is from a few months ago. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to play through it and try and find the point where, where Ian says the word folks or whatever. But I just love that. This is how the media operates. They just, they lie. They, they, they falsely frame things. But yeah, I, I, might, I, I might have used those words, but referencing that if they can't easily get a divorce. So I'm not saying that I, they're misquoting me. I'd have to reference the data. Here, here's, here's the point I want to make. Thank you, uh, Jezebel, for giving us the opportunity to bring this subject back up. If no-fault divorce is the law, then marriage does not exist. Dude, you can marry a woman and she can leave you the next day and take half your money. Literally. No, well, that's a bit extreme. But she can't. Typically, they would, they would annul, not divorce. What's the difference? Annulment means it didn't happen. So if you get married to someone and the next day try to d- dissolve the marriage, they would probably file an annulment and not allow a divorce. Divorce, is, but, but there are circumstances where it could be like six months to a year. And all of a sudden now it's like they are entitled to half of your belongings. So marriage is a contract, you know, between two people, the state certifies it to enforce the contract and it used to be in the past someone would be like i don't i don't like her she's annoying and i don't want to be with her i'm like yeah well too bad you you entered into a contract with this person you have to now abide by this so they create no fault divorce and now it's basically dating it's like okay there's no marriage anymore Mm -hmm. it used to be that you would date you would not there'd be no binding contract or anything and if you didn't like it you'd walk away then you'd say you know what i think this is working I'm willing to enter into a lifetime contract with you enforced by the law. And they'd say, okay, and you do it. No fault divorce means marriage doesn't exist anymore for all intents and purposes, except for the purpose of stealing money from, you know, one, one party or the other. 
Yeah, it's an opt-in business contract where you split your finances. But the fact that one of the partners can cancel the contract and then take half of your wealth is complete insanity. Luke, if me and you started a company, well, if me, so it is like this. If me and you started a company, it made a million dollars. Is then that you, what the young kids are calling it you, these days? Yeah, well, you know, we'll just call it <laughs> a company. You want to start a company? <laughs> Luke, will you start a company with me? <laughs> <laughs> and then if you decided to, to leave the company, I mean, what do you, I think you don't get any. The company still stands and I have the rest. I still own. He would own it. I mean, in, in this, a better argument would be, I enter into a contract with Luke that I'll provide lumber for him in exchange for uh, coal. And then one day Luke delivers coal and then I say, I'm, I'm terminating the contract. And then Luke's like, what, you can't do that. Where I, You're supposed to give me the lumber. No, I no fault contract. Is coal sex, is that what the roof has? <laughs> no, I, I'm saying like, mm -hmm. in a marriage, you're basically saying, we're going to build a life together. Whatever that may mean. It means the, maybe the wife works, maybe the husband works, maybe they both work. But the reason why the assets are pulled together is that they're forming a family unit, they're gonna have kids, mm -hmm. and this is gonna help a woman who gets pregnant and things like that. No fault divorce means that you can enter into a contract, share all your resources, and then someone can leave. So perhaps a better way to explain it is, you know, you merge companies, and it's like, you, let, let's say you have a podcasting company and a major media conglomerate worth tens of billions of dollars says, we're going to do a merger with you. And then you go, okay, but it's a no fault merger. I can leave and take half, half of Warner Brothers. Like that's it's so weird. And then the, you can also have kids with them, get married to a woman, have kids. And then she can just be like one day be like, man, I did some ayahuasca. I had a change of heart. I'm going to leave you, take the kid and make you pay me money. Yep. You're like, what in the hell is going on? What, how is this even like a, a romantic or like, righteous thing there's no point. marriage there there's no marriage there at this point with no fault divorce marriage is basically a tax bracket that's it it's like oh we're married now so we get a tax benefit but anyone can leave at any time so there's no real contract there's no point in doing it only what's the, the purpose only that you can give your spouse money untaxed that's it it's a just a business basically a loophole almost at this point well, child custody is where a lot comes into all of these things, of course, as well. And then that, unfortunately, becomes, in a lot of cases, the leverage that's used in the divorce. Unfortunately, that that becomes as much of le more leverage and oftentimes than even the money. Like yeah. Who gets the kid? Yeah. And how would that work? Like uh, a, a person would say, you can have the house if I can have the kid kind of thing or vice versa. I don't think that that's what they would say in court. It's like a bargaining chip. <laughs> like, the, yes, kids being used as a bar bargaining chip in divorce has been going on probably yeah. since the beginning of divorce. Mm. But 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 it used to be that if you tried to get a divorce, a court would be like, no. It's like right. I want to get a divorce because you know he. Uh, I mean, there were there were serious cases where women women were being abused, but they couldn't prove it, and the courts would be like, no divorce, nice try, you can't do it. I, that's a problem. The solution isn't no fault divorce. That's insane. Because now, you, now you're going to get fatherlessness, women who are getting abortions because they can't afford the kids instead of having a, a father who's around. With the fatherlessness, uh, fatherlessness needs to, leads to crime and poverty. And now we're seeing the ripple effect of this, where politicians like Stacey Abrams are like, the solution to a woman who can't afford a kid is to kill the kid. And that's insane. The solution used to be someone had to earn to provide for that kid. Now it's just like, well, that's not going to happen. So just kill it. With fault divorce before, what, 1969 or whenever it got introduced. And it was like the Bolsheviks, actually. The Russian Bolsheviks are the ones who kind of created the idea of that you could just divorce with no fault. Um, but before that, was it that a uh, guy would beat his wife and she couldn't prove it? So she couldn't leave him kind of thing? And that was a problem. So they were like, we got to liberate these women. I don't know if them. that was the main reason why they decided to enact no fault divorce. But... There, often you'd go to court and be like, we want to get a divorce. And the judge would be like, nope, I, you know, sentence you to marriage counseling. 
So they would not divorce. And then the argument was that women were being beaten, raped, and traumatized, and it led to suicides. And no-fault divorce resulted in a lowering of the suicide rate among many married women. Yeah, don't get married. That's the crazy thing. It's like, they have, you have a problem with marriage? Don't get married. Yeah. But they do. And then they're like, hey, it's not working out for me. Let's destroy the institution instead of just realizing we made a mistake. Like, I don't want to tell you don't get married. If you want to get married, get married. But I don't want to get married right now because of no-fault divorce. Straight up. I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't want to get married and then have the woman just be like, yeah, you're acting like a jerk. I'm out. Give me half of your everything you've ever earned. I'm like, what are you kidding me? No way. Dude. Yep. And fortunately, I'm with a woman that feels the same way. And I think I there think, are a lot of people out there that feel like was it. Russell Brand was married to Katy Perry, right? Yeah. I, th yes. I think the story was that when he they was. got divorced, he was entitled to a ton of money. And he was like, I don't want it. Yeah. And I mean, like, Russell Brand is already rich. So he's like, I don't want to deal with I don't care about that. Yeah, but I still respect that. Yeah. For sure. But I mean... Yeah. You see, this is the problem when you have guys who are like, you know what, I'm a man and I have money, so I don't need to take half of your stuff. Meanwhile, you look at every other case, the overwhelming majority, it's the woman being like, I get your stuff. This is true. Look at Mackenzie Bezos. Yeah. Amazing. Seriously. She got, what did she, she got half, right? I think so. Did she get yeah. half of, yeah. wasn't she? 50 billion or something? That's crazy. Insanity. And then when she and got then married she starts, and they got divorced. Uh, so yeah. Again, she has a fourth she married, time. She married some guy. Uh, so did the guy take half of her 50 billion when they got divorced? Is that record? I don't no. know if he took. There's no I don't, way. Yeah, because because that we weren't married long enough. Yeah. yeah, and it was after the finances had been gained. She was married to Bezos prior while he right. was building the wealth. Yeah, but with a marriage, you get if they divorce, don't you get all the money back to birth, like everything you've ever been worth if you were yes. from? Yeah, but but it's not so unless simple. you sign there's, a prenup. Right, you, you had assets coming into a marriage, and so those get taken into into account as well. And states, it also varies state by state you know, what the rules are when it comes to that also. It can be everything you've ever earned and owned. Like if you own a house and then you get married and then a couple years later you get divorced, yeah, you're out. That's the funniest thing, the trope about divorce is the husband always gets booted from the house. And then I watched Breaking Bad and I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, because in Breaking Bad, she's like, get out. And he's like, no, it's my house. And the cops were like, it's his house. Have a nice day. And she was like, oh no. But that it's, it's crazy that these are the tropes that, you know, you, you watch The Simpsons and the, the, the Van Houtens or whatever get divorced and the, and the you know, Mouse's dad just leaves and he goes and lives in like a bachelor pad. And I'm like, why? It's his house. Yeah. You know, all of these things, like, it's just, you grow up watching that stuff and you're like, what's the point of marriage? I got to tell you, man, feminism seems to have been one of the worst possible things for women in the, not in the terms of like, you know, they, they got their independence, they get their jobs. And here's here, this one's for you, young Turks and feminist websites. You can take this one because I know you're going to want to spin this one out of context. But uh, the issue is now guys can bang whoever they want, whenever they want with no strings attached. That's a, not a benefit to women. No. When, when regardless of what your mentality is, let's just break it down to simple probabilities and numbers. Women, when they get pregnant, they either have to have an abortion to get rid of it or they have to have a child. Whereas if, if a guy goes to a party and there's a bunch of you know people doing crazy stuff and he hooks up with a random chick because we're in this hookup culture and she doesn't know who he is and she gets pregnant, dude has nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. The problem for, is for the woman. The benefit is for the men. Guys can go and party and hook up and never have to think twice about it, but women do. So I don't know how this hookup culture benefited women, I guess, but... but there was an article in the New York Post today that was titled, I'm dating so many men, I need an Excel spreadsheet to organize my love life. And wow. reading that that story kind of was was a little depressing, uh, yeah, understanding our, our, our current landscape. But this is where we're at. 
you know and i i think we have to you know talk about these things uh, from from an open minded way, you know, different people have their different experiences. They need to go through them to, in order to see w- that they were wrong. But I, I think also as a society, we should be considering the long term kind of consequences for them and having those kind of conversations and debates. Whoa, this is big. Someone just super chatted this right now. Ian was right about folks. Jezebel misquoted Seamus as Ian. The timestamp is one oh three oh three. Really? Can we one oh three? Oh, we only have the clip. I don't have the, the the full episode, so I don't know where that would actually that would actually be in the episode. But it was Seamus who said it, and they claimed it was Ian who said it. That is. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is interesting. Is that illegal for them to do that? It's not illegal. It's a civil tort. Meaning, uh, oh, it's the clips are actually broken down. Arranged marriage loans. I it, miss that guy, by the way. I love you. Seamus, where are you at? Uh, it means if you so that's a false statement of fact. That's that's actually serious on Jezebel's part. And it's been up for months. We've now discovered that the question now is damages. OK, damages is girl that you wrote it. Come on the show. Kylie Chung. That's not <laughs> come, come <laughs> talk to me about this. That's not how it works. I want to it, get her on the spot. Uh, have you lost money or have you been damaged by them attributing Seamus to you? I mean, people are making fun of you. You need corrective marketing. Now, and that's, yep. I, I, I understand the process, no, but, but this honestly, is, this, I'd rather just communicate with Kylie about it All right, well, well, in cor- public. Corrective okay. marketing, we may have to do for the show. And I mean this. So when it comes to defamation, damages in the form of corrective marketing means if, if you know, one of the aspects of this show, we have Ian here for a reason. Ian is not your typical conservative commentator, quite the opposite. And we don't actually know what your background is. You're kind of a weird dude. And that works. Some people don't like you. Some people really like you. Some people say you roll one. Some people say say you roll 20s. Well, that's kind of the point. We don't want to make a cookie cutter show. So having opinions that we can't predict or having weird arguments sometimes makes it more interesting than your average one of the mill show. Mm -hmm. If they're now lying to people and saying that Ian is a conservative commentator, it is actually hurting the point of having you on the show. That means we have to do corrective marketing. I got to buy a Times Square billboard of you. That's really expensive. (laughs) It's going to cost Jezebel. And and Jezebel's going to have to, to going to have to pay for that because they're claiming you're a conservative when the point, I mean, Luke's not a conservative. Luke's an anarchist libertarian type. I'm weird middle of the road. Ian is weird all over the place. And then we have, a free, frequently we get libertarian and conservative guests. But if they're going to make false statement of, statements of fact about one of our co-hosts, Seamus was a temporary co-host. He's a co-host on the show for quite a, quite a bit, but he's not a staff member here. He's just a recurring guest and friend of ours. Mm-hmm. He's not a part of the, he's not, he's not like a core staffer at the company. So I'm, I'm sorry, like this, this might end up being very, very expensive. Who's, we got we got to look at how many views they got, how many shares it got. Then we got to do corrective marketing and they're going to have to pay for it. Who super chatted that, by the way? Because thank you so much for that. That was uh, Tangent. Tangent. Thanks. We pointed this out. Really a lot. That's I don't awesome. know if the, I'm going to try and play this because maybe it's here. This is going to give me like. Uh, no, I don't know if this is. It, it's the, the timestamp he gave is in the full episode. We don't have that. We only have the clip. So yeah. it's gonna be hard to find. Yeah, so this is the episode with Chloe Carmichael, the yeah. uh, ping trip famously 
took out of no, context on great. purpose to make a killer uh, that is satire video. Oh, it might be this. Let me let me play. Well, this. you know, it's funny because we live in this culture where no fault divorce is the law of the land, and yeah, it is. people will say things like, "Well, look how often marriage ends in divorce. How could you ever be in favor of social structures which disincentivize that or would you know dissuade people from getting divorced?" But I think what people often miss is. If young folks know they're in an environment where divorce is not an option, I firmly believe they're going to be more careful about who they choose to marry. And I think also Whoa. people are going to be more careful about their decision making in general when it comes to sexuality. A lot of people will start sleeping with someone. And as you've mentioned, that releases oxytocin and other hormones that bond you. And there are a lot of couples that end up together because they're sexually engaging with one another and they're bonding, but they're not actually really good for each other. And then at some point in the marriage, when the novelty of that person wears off, they get divorced. So I think, well, there it is. It was, it was Seamus Jezebel True. posted fake news, a false statement of fact about who said what. See, here's the thing. Seamus is a Catholic conservative. He is. It's so he has those opinions. Not Ian Crossland. Mm. No, definitely. Oh man, that's uh, that that's that's bad for the reputation of the show. I'm gonna have to, uh, man. You know, we're going to have to em employ some corrective marketing here. So you go after, obviously, the company. Well, I'm wondering, Kylie Chung, the author, or do you, the company Jezebel, like who's on the hook for that? Both of them. Yeah, both. They're both. Yeah, so Jezebel's supposed to have a standard here where, I mean, this is a, this is a brazen false statement of fact. They're not going to be able to hide behind opinion on this one. They outright said Ian Crossland's ads, quote, and not only that, the quote from Seamus was very long. He made a lot of interesting points, and uh it's, it's, it's interesting that they cut out a core element of what he said, which is the release of oxytocin, the, uh, you know, the, that people are engaging in hookup culture. They cut all that out, attribute it to Ian Crossland, who's not a conservative commentator. And now they've got a very, very direct false statement of fact. That's not an opinion statement, right? They said, Ian Crossland did this thing. You did not do it. That's false. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to call my lawyers after this. You know, I didn't even catch that. Thank you to Tangent for pointing out it was Seamus who said that. $965 million right now. We <laughs> right. want it on the, the table. precedent is set. Or else. I'm paying his legal fees. Yeah. $965 million. The reality is that's you not too should, much. That's not too much. With you what's should going on. do something about it because you are in a position to do something. A lot of the little guys out there that have these kinds of things happen to them in these media organizations all the time, they don't really have the ability to fight back. You know, it felt very like I was being molested when I read that <laughs> comment that I didn't make attributed to me. I was like, this is like a really creepy feeling. But I had the confidence knowing I was coming on the show tonight to talk about it. If I didn't have a show like mm -hmm. this, that would have been devastating. Because I, I even started to question, did I say it? Yeah. What's wrong with you me? You have no way to fight back. So here's, here's, here's what will likely happen. Um, corrective marketing is damages. And in all seriousness, I'm going to have to talk with, you know, our marketing people and a lawyer about it to see how we deal with this. Because, you know, I'm, uh, it, it's, out there, it's out there. People are talking about it. Yeah. Um, I tweeted about it, calling it absurd and laughable. And so we'll take a look at it. But the reality of what likely will happen is they will issue a correction and that ends it. Yeah. If we have to do corrective marketing, we can then escalate and say, no, 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 no. You got to pay damages because we got to pay for marketing because of what you well, said. If they're going to correct it, at least say that I'm a wild hippie. Right. <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to categorize me as something, geez, it depends on DMT in the correction. Too. You know, it depends on how many hits it got. We'll have to, we'll have to, uh, the corrective marketing will involve research into the reach that this did. So there's probably a bunch of YouTubers who talked about it. And then started repeating the lie that Ian Crossland said these things he never said. So, hey, man, 
It's one thing if they said, in our opinion, Ian Crosslin, you know, is a fascist or a conservative. You can't sue over that. It's a protected opinion. But this is an outright false statement of fact. That's like very, very obvious. So it's it's reckless disregard for the truth in that, in that capacity. That's, that was Seamus. We'll see. Let's jump to the next story, though. The next story is a video that I can't play because uh, Ethan Klein said something that I'm surprised he didn't get banned over, which I'm not going to be able to play. But I can basically tell you what he said. Left wing YouTube star Ethan Klein muses about another Holocaust against the Jews and says he hopes Ben Shapiro is killed first. Yeah, it's crazy. What show is this on? It's so, his show, H3 TV. And, and they cut the feed. In well, the that's his producers because he's done stuff like this before where he's gotten suspended and banned for yeah, it or some strikes. Themselves. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll, without playing what he says verbatim, because look, I think we'd get a strike for, for if I think if we played what Ethan Klein said, YouTube would strike us. Right. You can probably play up right to the point where they cut right there. So nah, you but so? look, I can do yeah. this. I can move it forward. He starts saying it. Yeah. His own producer then yeah, technical difficulties, please stand by. Because there was another point where he called for an act of terror on Republicans. Right. An out, like, I'm not exaggerating. Right. He literally said people should, you know, go commit an act of terror. Right. And then he's like, okay, got a little carried away there. Mm-hmm. They bring it back. And then apparently after they bring it back, he just keeps talking. He just says it again. He says it again. Yeah. He clarifies. Yeah. yeah what, so he was intimating that if there was another Holocaust, Ben should be the he first hopes, one. He said he, he hopes, hopes it's Ben it. first. Now, that's something we were said before the show. If him and Ben and a few other friends, they were all friends, hanging out in, a, in their room, playing cards or whatever, and then he said it as a joke, and they all laughed about like, Ben's the guy they should get in there. was like, ha-ha. But you don't, on TV, when the guy's not even there to defend him, so that's a crazy thing to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also called for acts of terror against Republicans. It's so weird. It's not funny, like, dude. These people are dangerous and insane. Seriously, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm well past caring about their opinions. It's been, it's been years. They, they, there are so many people who try to play this middle of the road thing where they're like, well, you know, let's hear what they have to say. I'm like, dude, called for a, a terror attack on a on a, on a convention. Mm-hmm. He's now saying he hopes Ben gets gassed first. These people are nuts, and this is. I don't know if he's going to get banned over this. He won't. I, I doubt it. Well, he, he did get a strike from from the terror attack one. Yeah, I mean, that one was a direct call to violence. This, I guess, would be a little more indirect. I, they get I, the weeds. I, I don't think he should get a strike. Yeah. My point on this is basically just that the rules are in place because of people like him and other leftists. So based on what they expect, they should they, they should get a strike based on their own principles and own rules. But you know, I, they don't have this. Their morality is whoever can have the most, whoever can accrue the most power. It's yeah. it's fascistic. The late David Graeber said that an element of the left has adopted the fascistic tenet of, tenet of, there is no truth but power. And that's clearly on display with people like him. Mm-hmm. When he got a strike for calling for an act of terror, he acted like he was outraged. Oh, have a, are you kidding, dude? Even I think that should have been a strike. You know, I'm all about free speech. But if you tell your audience to go and do murders, yeah, I think they should at least, at the very least, be like, hey, we're taking that episode down. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. This is modern politics for you. Where does this, where does this, where does this, where does this, where does this standard bring us? I err on the side of free speech for sure, and I don't want the feds being like, "Oh, we got a, we got a just cause now to go take this guy and and unperson him." I don't like that stuff, man. I'd rather just work it out with Ethan. Like he's stressed out. He's saying dumb dumb stuff on the internet. 
And I, well, I'd rather I, work it out than cause more of it. I, 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 I How are you going to work it this? out with someone like that? Sorry. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying I, I kind of agree with you. If, if people want to be ridiculous, sensationalistic, bombastic, and idiots, I think let them and, and let people know exactly where they stand. But I think the problem, Ian, is is that, you know, he gets to do this. He gets to get, get away with this. He gets to hang out with Susan Wojcinski. Yeah. Someone on the other political spectrum or someone questioning the establishment sneezes the wrong way automatically uh, downranked in the algorithm, demonetized, uh, screwed over, shut down, deleted, and censored in many instances for just expressing political thought and ideas, not calling for violence, not calling for anyone to be thrown in the chambers. And and, and there's, there's an unfair balance here, which I think is the critique here that is fair to make here. But at the end of the day, I stand with you. Let people say whatever ridiculous, crazy stuff that they want. And let's let's let, let us know where people are really coming from. This is where he's coming from, um, and it's important to know, agree or disagree. So we the conversation should happen. I do agree, and I think his opinion is not a call to violence. It's an expression of a desire for genocide, um, and a prominent individual to be killed. And so I think that's horrifying. I think what his point he's trying to make is, I'd be willing to bet, because I'm going to give him at least as much. The full context is something like the right is anti-Semitic, Kanye West, and that's why it comes up. Mm. And then he probably said, yeah, well, you know what? If it happens, it's because of them. So I hope that's what I think the context probably is. I ultimately don't care. It's an insane thing to say. I hope Ethan Klein lives a long and healthy and happy life. I say that about people I don't like all the time. I say, look, you know, I don't like what they do, but I wish them the best. I hope they have a happy, healthy life and we find a way to live together peacefully. Here's the issue. No one is going to come after him. He's not going to get censored. The rules don't apply to him. He's going to get away with it. His followers are going to laugh and enjoy it. You get people like Hassan. He's a socialist and he buys a multi-million dollar property. He advocates for policies to destroy the working class and, and the middle class. And then he uses that wealth to buy fanciful and, 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 and grandiose things. They, they are both part of a faction that advocate for censorship of people they don't like and they get away with it. Now, in the end, even if they come out and they're like, oh, we're being edgy, you're making jokes, and we agree they should be allowed to, the problem is these people would laugh when you got banned, and we here today are defending their right yes, to free speech. and they do. As someone who has dealt with a lot of censorship and banned from companies, um, I'm well aware that, yes, this it pleases the other side when they see it. And again, we get banned for sneezing. Or, or The reality is we get banned for things, and they refuse to tell you what you did. Right, because yeah. they don't want to put that in writing. That happened to us recently. I want to point out to pe company. people are, are mentioning this too. No, Ethan Klein is Jewish, right? He is, yes. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him saying this, I, that's, I understand the point he's trying to make, it's, but it's just like it's wild, such man. a disgusting and vile yeah. and insane thing to say. I'm just crazy. You know, look, you know, more, I, look, I think he and all the other uh, uh, psychopaths should be allowed to express this so we know who the crazy people are. My point here is just the double standard. We would have, when I was uh, administrating at Mines, we would have these weird situations every once in a while come up where like someone, and it didn't happen much and it didn't happen to a point where I, I felt really bad about it, but like a really popular person on the website would do something that violated the terms of service or that I thought was like, whoa, this is coming close. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I ban our cash cow? Because the reason Mines is solvent right now is because we have a lot of views. The reason we have a lot of views is because of our popular video makers. Do I ban the one, the biggest cash cow? And it's like, if I don't, then I'm letting fascism take over. I'm letting the money and the, and the corporation take my morals and ethics away. Um, and if I do, then the company goes under. What is What are my, my two choices here? Yeah. 
That's a weird position to be in as an administrator. When I said people were, were censored for sneezing the wrong way, I wasn't kidding. As you were mentioning, Seth, people people got censored. People got banned. People got their whole livelihoods deleted because of vague terms and services that were just there. And and then people were like, wait, what exactly did you, did you destroy my livelihood for? No, we're not going to tell you. No, we just sense. have these vague rules with these overgeneralizations, and we're going to punish you because you expressed political thoughts that we don't like. And, and it's not like they even give you any kind of ability to redeem yourself it's not like they give you any kind of ability to to fix your problem no but but we have this on the other spectrum and again i used to watch ethan klein many years ago he was interesting he was creative he actually did content that was engaging and i don't know what happened to the guy but it's it's sad to kind of see this because this could also be an attempt to try to get attention to try to say something shocking so more people pay attention to you we are talking about him right now but i think he has strayed off a long way from where he was before where he actually uh was enjoying this he definitely doesn't look like he's enjoying this he, you know i i wish the guy luck i wish he could you know get in shape and, I, I, but, look, but, I but well. like i'll tell you i'll tell you what it is i think it's simple it's not, it's not good watching this. Politics yeah. is pop culture. For somebody like me, my whole life has been politics. When I was a little kid, um, you know, I work at my family's business. It was on North Halstead. It was Boys Town in Chicago. So all of a sudden, I'm hearing all about these issues with LGBT pride and stuff like that. I start listening to punk music. All the lyrics are about war and politics. And all of a sudden, I'm on the internet. I've been on the internet my whole life. I'm a little kid. And I'm seeing all of this news just inundated with it. I work for nonprofits, I do fundraising, it's all activism. I eventually start covering protests on the ground. My whole life is politics. That leads us to where we are right now. Talking about issues that I've talked about my entire life. Having me be able to, be able to remember weird things from back in the early 2000s when most people weren't paying attention to politics at all. Ethan Klein was a comedy edgy YouTuber. Yeah. And then at some point, pop culture turned into politics, which was huge for us. All of a sudden, me, I just talk about politics all the time, getting a bunch more viewers, rivaling some of the biggest entertainment podcasts. Even Joe Rogan is now a largely political show, even though he's a comedian. Ethan Klein needs to adapt. He needs to start adopting politics. Otherwise, he's becoming stale and not current, right? The news, Trump, 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 that's all it was. So what happened to everyone. It's not just him. Now, he, he has on Jordan Peterson on his show. He has Jordan Peterson on his show. Yeah. What happens? For the most part, it's fine. Yeah. But over time, he starts feeling the heat because his fan base was mixed politically because it was edgy comedy. Right. And now as time's changing, a large portion of his of his base, probably skewing younger, they start getting angrier and more self-righteous. Mm-hmm. So he deletes the Jordan Peterson episodes. He apologizes that it was wrong. Yes, makes no right. sense. Yeah. And now he's like, if I'm going to be relevant, we have to talk politics. And thus, Ethan Klein, who knows almost nothing about politics, is having a conversation with Ben Shapiro, who has been a political commentator for decades and has a law degree. There's clearly a problem here with politics becoming pop culture. Someone who has no idea what's going on saying they hope someone who is overtly political gets killed first in a new Holocaust is just absolutely insane. But he's entitled to his opinion. He's entitled to try and make his show political. And it's clear that he just went, meh, modern leftist, woke, whatever. It's the easy route. When you don't really know what's going on, it's simple. You believe Jussie Smollett, which most of these leftists do. You believe Ukraine gate. You believe Russia gate. You believe Trayvon, the, the hands up, don't shoot. You, Covington Catholic, I love make, uh, saying the list over and over again. Bubba Wallace, 
The garage poll wrote, they love believing this stuff because they are low information individuals, but they're also extremely dangerous, violent, and angry people. They want you to just, just fit in. The crowd is doing it. Why won't you? Everyone is saying this is the truth. Why won't you? Well, because there is a truth. I don't care what you think it is. Yes. Two plus two equals four, not five. Shut up. I kind of will double down that I think it, it, with, there's a saying with great power comes great responsibility. And with 10 million followers, that's a sense, that's a form of great power. And so the things you would say with your friends in your bedroom or in your living room when you're playing, you know, Super Nintendo or whatever the hell, uh, insults, dirty jokes, you don't say that to 10 million people on TV because you have a, a greater responsibility not to be derogatory. I know you want to because it's natural. It's who you were in the past, Ethan, particularly probably. You probably, like me, would joke, you know, insult your friends as comedy. But, like, uh, this is taken on another level, brother. I don't like to talk about other commenters, you know. We, I mention this from time to time. Like, I don't know, Young Turks talks about me all the time. But they'll talk about me saying something like banal, like, you know, I think some women might be unhappy because they want to have families. And then they make this big segment about Tim Pool's a sexist. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude, calm down. I was reading the Washington Post. <laughs> this is a high profile podcast, which gets tens of millions of views saying, I hope Ben, I, I don't even want to read it. I mean, it's just like, come on, dude. That's crazy. There's also kind of the Britney Spears effect when it comes to online influencers and a lot of celebrities who take themselves too seriously. I'm not saying that that's what's happening with Ethan Klein, but there is, uh, you know, a lot of people who are in the digital space, who are influenced by the bots, by the comments, and by the people who are part of this. And you do see detrimental mental health effects to this. Is this maybe potentially one of the examples here? I don't know, but but the, this is art unhinged very emotionally kind of uh, very emotional language that uh, I don't think the average person is going to be ladies, okay with. Yeah, he's ladies probably, and gentlemen, crack your beers now because I'm going to say it. Civil war. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that I talk about. Dude, this this, this is, strange. I mean, look, when security experts say we fear it's coming, when uh, Princeton professors, former CIA, when they're all like, we think we're in the beginning stages of a civil war. And then a guy who used to make comedy videos where he would push out his fupa and pull his chin down and then run around his house as a gag is now saying that he, he, he hopes Ben Shapiro is gassed. I'm just like, yeah, listen, do you see the radicalization over the past 10 years? Do you see why I might think we're heading to that place? Ethan Klein, for no reason, there is no reason why he, an edgy YouTube, comedy YouTuber, should be saying anything about Ben Shapiro or holocausts or politics. But this is what's happened with the radicalization in this country. That's why I'm like, that's why I think we're going to, to we're heading towards a civil war or we're in a cold civil war, whatever you want to call it. When comedy edgy boys turn into advocates for, and, and like, let me just stress, they tried stopping him. And then he was like, no, no, no. And then he said it anyway. Yeah. Like when you get to that point, maybe everything's about to break apart. Well, I, it's, I agree that it's like a radical a form of radicalization. What's happening is the society is very stressful for a lot of people right now with inflation, with Ukraine, with all this crazy stuff going on. If you don't know the specifics, if you don't understand that Hunter Biden was involved with Burisma, for instance, that Biden's had, you might just look at it and be freaking out and then lashing out, which is what Ethan's doing. Like he's obviously stressed about society like we are, but we study the intricate details about geopolitics. So it's, I'm not getting radicalized. Like if I didn't understand what was going on, I'd be freaking out, screaming screaming at people, lashing out. And um, I think if he, 
I want to. I want to. I want to. If you were to be more educated, you may be less radical. His fupa work, great work. I want to. I want to jump to this story, and I want to highlight uh, uh, something specific. But the story from NPR: Ukrainians keep a wary eye on U.S. midterm elections, fearing a loss of support. And I say good, because I watched uh, something on Reddit. I didn't want to watch it. I was scrolling Reddit all, and within one or two pages, I came across a video. And I didn't read the caption. I just saw the video, and it was a guy in military gear curled up in the fetal position in a foxhole. And then I'm like, what's, what's this? And then all of a sudden, a grenade just falls from the overhead view. Oh, it was a drone carrying a grenade. The grenade lands in the hole, and then you see it go off, and the body gets shocked. And then this soldier start writhing and crawling and struggling to move like an ant under a magnifying glass. And then the video jumps again. This time, there's three people in a foxhole. And then you see a grenade fall right down, land right next to someone's side, and then boom, flash, the bodies jostle. Then you see a man get up, writhing in agony and covered in blood, shaking profusely. And I got really angry, and I really wanted to just throw my phone at the wall. Why did Reddit put that in front of my face? Am I supposed to celebrate that the evil Russian invaders were being blown up in front of me? That when I go to a social media website with no not safe for work tags, that's what you want me to watch? The people who are advocating for the U.S. to be involved in this are psychopaths. I don't like Russia for invading, and I'm not going to cheer for someone being blown up. But this is what we're seeing. So if the midterms mean we cut ties and we end support for a war we shouldn't be involved in at this point, good. I'm sick of this disgusting garbage. These these stupid people on the left blindly marching behind war. Yeah, I just watched They Shall Not Grow Old last night. It's a Peter Jackson documentary, basically, where he took old World War I footage, black and white footage, and colorized it and added sound. And you see these young 18, 17, 16-year-olds that signed up for the war are so excited. The brotherhood being together, working for a common purpose. And then they get to the, you see, watch them march to the, trench and then they're in the trenches where people it's mud they're falling they're freezing their feet are getting frozen off then they tell them to go up over the top and charge the machine gun nests they it's the first time they've ever seen machine guns they don't even know what they are so they start walking they're not even running they're walking but there's no machine guns they're like what's going on maybe their germans aren't ready the germans are waiting for them to get into range and then they open up and they see their friends the british these they're getting arms blown off legs getting blown off dudes getting their heads exploded and they're laying with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They get hit. They keep... This is the... This isn't... They didn't know modern war. They didn't understand modern military technology. Now foxholes are no good anymore because drones can drop a grenade in them. Well, this, is, this, is, this is always war. They, they, they never underestimate the new tactics and strategies. Sorry, you were going to say... No, it's one of my... My first job when I was 15 years old working at a hardware store, there was an old guy that worked there. And come to find out, he was on Iwo Jima. And he never spoke about his war experiences or anything like that. People would ask him stuff, and he'd essentially blow it off, and he'd be gone. And I will never. I was 15 years old, so it's been a long time now. And for some reason, just one day, he opened up, and just, he just 
he described landing on the beach and running over the bodies parts and it wasn't bodies it was body parts of his friends and it's like he he just like clicked and it's this moment it was like for a minute or two he just described it and he kept talking about the smell mm-hmm. and it was just inc- to see someone say that and relive that in his mind his name was jack lockett and I, it's a true american hero but to hear that from him like it, it, it's left an impact on me to this day it's been a long time the smell the smell he of explosives no well, the smell of decay. Zombies. Not at first, yeah. you don't smell it, but then they start to decay, and then well, you yeah, they were it. there for quite a few days or weeks or yeah. Then they start but to turn black. It's not just the smell; it's also an energy. There's also yeah. a lot of other things happening when it, when it comes to human beings and uh, the soul leaving the physical body. Uh, scientists haven't been able to explain it, but there's a phenomenon that does happen that is absolutely. Um, uh, you know, indescribable in many instances. But we, we also have to understand war is hell. This yeah. is hell on earth. This is what a lot of people, you know, are in. This is what the mainstream media is cheering for. This is what politicians are financing and funding with your money right now. And it's absolutely egregious and it's ab- absolutely stupid. I watch, you know, a lot of the footage coming from the Russians, coming from the Ukrainians to try to get a fair balanced perspective about what's really going on. Uh, in this conflict, and it's predominantly drone on dro- drone warfare. Drones blowing up drones, drones flying with grenades, right. drones reconning, getting positions, and then having, of course, missiles strike those specific positions where soldiers are at. And very few instances have I seen soldiers to soldiers actually fight each other. It's all done through robots. It's all done through machines. Um, and and seeing this new modern warfare. Which, was, which we were conditioned to through the video games, which also have you flying drones and flying all these carts and sending in airstrikes, uh, is, is absolutely terrifying be, because you see the horror, you see the chaos, and it's not up close. It's not face-to-face like it was in World War One. It's far away, and well, people are just pressing imagine, buttons, killing and eliminating each other. Well, imagine that you're uh, 20 years old, and, uh, hey, Gen Z, I want you to imagine this, and your government calls you to war. They say, we have no choice. We are at war with a great enemy and you must go fight. So you resist. And then one day when you're sneaking out of your friend's basement because you don't want to fight, a couple of uh, uh, cops see you, chase you down, grab you, and you get shipped off to the front line. You're at the front line in Ukraine. Put the helmet on, put on the gear. You have no time for training. This is war. So you're pushed out into the middle of the field and you're hiding in a hole, crying, saying, why am I here? When a grenade lands on you and blows up. That's what's happening to these people. Many of these people fighting for Russia are conscripts. I'm not saying what Russia is doing is good. Obviously, I'm saying it's bad. But to watch videos of these people and then we're supposed to cheer on this, ins- this psychotic propaganda. How about this? The U.S. should not be involved in this. NATO should not be involved in this. NATO should take care of itself. Ukraine is not a NATO member, not an EU member state. They're trying to be, but only after the war started. And we should say, you know what? We shouldn't be involved in a border dispute with a nuclear armed state. And then we wouldn't have to deal with this, psycho- this psychotic garbage. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And, 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 and again, what we're seeing, the, the, that drone footage is just one of, of dozens of videos that come, come out every single day. This, and it's not just the Russians being hit. It's no. also the Ukrainians being hit. It's also Russians sending in missiles into civilian areas, hitting buildings where people are just trying to live their lives. This, war hits both ways. And this is, the, this is how all war plays out. Every time there's a war, both sides figure something out. Hey, they did this thing. Technology advances. Tactics. Uh, I'm sorry. T- technology advances. Tactics advance. And then when the new war breaks out, like Ian was mentioning, 
They're in the trenches saying charge, and all of a sudden there's machine guns mowing them down. Because tactics change slower than the technology. But technology changes. So I actually have a Civil War bullet. It's a Gardner bullet. I think it's 58 caliber. And uh, it's a fascinating, I got it it at the the, the, um, Stonewall Museum. And uh, it's got some interesting facts on it. It said that for the most part, muskets were smoothbore, very inaccurate, effective only up to about 100 yards. I believe it was 100 yards. Smoothbore, so you'd point it and fire, and it'd go wildly in the wrong direction. At some point, uh, up right before, uh, some point before the Civil War, we get rifle, rifled muskets. So now, for those who don't know, rifling, and the reason why they're called rifles, is because the inside of the barrel has a small s- spiral groove. So when the bullet is fired, it spins dramatically, increasing accuracy, tripling or quadrupling the range of your standard musket. When the Civil War broke out, neither side truly understood what that meant and used conventional war tactics like bayonet charges. And then with a maximized accuracy, we saw one of the bloodiest wars we've ever seen. This is what happens when new war breaks out with technological advancement. Now that we have a massive global population and technology is advancing quite dramatically, it's not going to be nuclear war you should be fearing. It should be the top secret classified weaponry they haven't told you about, which is going to be even more nightmarish. It'll be hacked drones uh, flown over civilian targets like your family. If that's what your uh, what modern warfare Call of Duty doesn't show you is the drone getting hacked and getting flown over Los Angeles. Yeah, they, they, you could hack drones in modern warfare. Yeah, I play the game. There, there's also hives, like small little drones that are also in, developed already that could launch attacks on individuals and, and have little explosives on them and have bullets on them. The technology that they have right now is absolutely insane, and, and we don't know much oh, about bro, it. Oh, bro, listen. The, uh, a, small, a small drone, probably about this big, can carry a shotgun shell, a 12-gauge or whatever, and it can be... Um, with a, what is it called, Luca? Flash it? Fla- what do you, oh, what flechette. Is it flechette? Is that what it called? It's called? That's how I a pronounce slug? it. Not a slug. Uh, spread, razor blades. Oh. Sharp yeah. piece of metal. Yeah, I think those are flechettes. Flechette. And so that little tiny drone can fly up to you and you go, what's that? And then it bang and sprays metal shards all over the place, blinding and, and scarring people. Yeah, maybe. It's, oh, it's just insane, the yeah. level of technology. It's not going to be fun. No. But I'll tell you, man. One thing they don't show you in Call of Duty is the 20-year-old crying because he was conscripted by his government to fight in a war and he doesn't want to be there. And then... Well, then his officer is like, if you turn around, I'm going to shoot you. Uh-huh. Go. Go over the edge March. now. Yeah, yep. Literally. Uh, and they also don't show you your friends getting wounded and screaming in pain for 20 minutes or for four hours. Waiting because you know, he can't get to them. There's going to be a handful of Gen Zers because they lean very heavily Democrat. There's going to be two. Let me tell you a story of two Gen Z. Let's say they're, let's say they're 22 years old. One's a staunch Democrat who loves watching H3 and agrees with Ethan Klein about Ben Shapiro and all that other nonsense, watches Hassan Piker. And so he's like, you know what? We got to stop Russia. We got we to gotta stop them. So they say, I'm going to vote Democrat. Not like the Republicans are that much better, but at the very least with Trump, he opposes this stuff. Well, that person has a friend. The friend doesn't know, doesn't care, and doesn't pay attention. But lo and behold, the war escalates, NATO gets involved, and the U.S. says, we have not been able to replenish our forces to a, to a degree where we could actually fight and win. So we're going to reenact the draft. These 22-year-olds, let's say it's in a few years, so they're 18 today. They both find themselves on the front lines. 
And one is saying, why is the, 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 the one friend, friend B, who uh, doesn't never paid attention to the news, doesn't care, is saying, I wish I paid attention and could have done something about this. And the other friend says, well, actually, I kind of voted for it. And then the bomb goes off and they both explode. You know, I was thinking, where are our strong men sociologically in the world right now? What happened? Why are people so latching on to Donald Trump and Jordan Peterson? Why do they need a father figure? You know why? Put, it, put, put, it, put attack in that. Well, it's because they were sent to Afghanistan in 2005. They had That's their right. lives destroyed. It's a, it's a good point, but put a pin in that. Yes, because I, 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 I want to launch, about I launch the news yeah. story, which, which leads into what you're saying. From TimCast.com, new report finds U.S. military is weak, unable to win a single major regional conflict. Analysis identified profound lack of seriousness as a contributing factor to the U.S. military's decline. Ian, you were just talking about a lack of strong men. Yeah, I was wondering where they are, why society is obsessed with people like Donald Trump and Jordan Peterson, these these men that are giving young children guidance like the, the heroes of our lives. And it's because they were sent to Afghanistan and Iraq on a false premise that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, which he didn't have. They were lied, went to fight a, an unjust war, had their psychology destroyed, knowing that they were fighting some false narrative, and then their bodies blown apart, their friends destroyed, and now they're now now they're shaken, and our leaders are absent. They are the one. They're supposed to be leading the nation right now, and instead we got Fauci. I wrote. Joe, 86-year-old president. How old is this guy now? 84 years old, and he's supposed to be our military commander. I think when you talk about where did the strong men go, and I understand your point there too, but something else that I like to harp on a little bit is it's, you know, testosterone. If you look at what's happened to male testosterone over the years, it's nearly half of what it was 50 years ago. So men today are not the same men of 50 years ago. And so I think that that might explain a little bit about where we're at. And I think that people, until people start realizing and addressing that, it's not going to change. Yeah. Most 20-year-olds so, have the same testosterone levels as 50 and 60-year-olds. Well, did right now. PFAs, huh? PFAs, phthalates, all PCBs. Of these yeah. I, I wrote Look at about this it. Glass, glass bottle water right I wrote here. about Marco Rubio, uh, small water. Our soldiers are some of the most badass humans on earth, those dudes. Every time I meet a, a returning, I don't know, if did you serve in the military? No, I, I, no. I, but the, every time I, I have an opportunity to talk to someone that's actually seen combat or experienced that is like, is like and it's like it's so valuable to the human consciousness to understand what that is and those people to put their lives on the line like that um but to to have gone through a false war i mean i don't know if would you call that a false flag if the government says he has weapons of mass destruction you go in he doesn't yeah they said it was they had bad info george bush jr is like we had bad intelligence well you know what it's on you george they didn't even go through a false flag. They just claimed it was, and then it <laughs> yeah. wasn't. It was like yeah. a, it was like the next yeah. level well, of false flag. Yeah. Well, there was <laughs> there was like, no there was people within the government that came out and said, "Hey, there's no WMDs here." They were silenced. They they mm -hmm. were shunned. They were threatened. There was media organizations. There was there was activists coming forward. Hey hey, this is not true. This is not happening. Shunned. Silenced. They should have just come crazy. out and been like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Saddam Hussein is trying to trade oil in euro." And then people would be like, huh? We need you to mobilize like stormtroopers and invade and conquer their land. Imagine how no one would have done it. People would have would have revolted. They would have said, no, we're not yep. invaders, dude. Uh, you say that, but I don't know that they would have revolted. I think what you're saying is maybe the right thing, but I don't know that the people would have revolted. Uh, they would have worn the mask and done as they're told, like most Republicans did and quote unquote mm -hmm. conservatives did and shut down their country and done whatever the hell the government told them. People are sheep. Yeah, but, but that's with an excuse. Like if we told people the truth about Iraq, then they would not. There would you not. You could have kind of had the truth on the pandemic early on. I, I guess my point is, 
more a lot of the people that even speak out and claim they're conservative this that and the other the vast majority of people are following. This is because the pandemic rolls around and our, and our male adult leaders are broken from their service in the military like this. Those are the guys that are supposed to be in Congress right now running the show. These are the leaders. They're the I, ones that I are the brave ones. That. I struggle with that. If, if you think that just because someone's in the military makes them a great leader, then that means we've got barracks full of future presidents. No, I, <laughs> and I if you, it, it does. I'm just saying. So if you look at a lot of this, God, yeah, John McCain canceled on this. I was about to say, you got John McCain, you got Dan Crenshaw. Like if you do, look, they are in unless you're maybe the true generals and stuff like this, they're kind of used to following orders from the government. Right. And that doesn't always equal the best congressman. I know I'm getting canceled. I'm well, sorry. They everyone. make, great, poli- great. They make <laughs> great politicians. You know, the, yeah, that's a great the, point. The, the, the multinational yeah. corporations and the big bankers are, are their generals and they're just, they just follow the orders. I don't want to, I want to clarify. I don't think that being in the military makes you a great leader, but I think that great leaders are drawn to military command. And when you find out that you've been commanding a military on a false premise and you you've been kicking in doors in Fallujah and killing families. Okay, do you like, assume the same with the police, though? Uh, no, no, I don't know much. Uh, they're different systems to me. I think putting your life going and, and, and willing to fight like and kill people. But why are you assuming is, that's what the military is? See, yeah. you, see Ian, you don't understand the military what the military is. is yeah. a Some machine. people are no. like, I, I, want, I want money, all right? I want, I want to be yeah. suicide. It's, it's, it's yeah. not, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I mean, the, guys, guys, no. guys. Enlisted dudes. There's, there's no one in this room who's a veteran, okay? Right? Not a single person. I said a Holiday Inn last night, and, though. And the most <laughs> I can say is that I've spent a few months, a couple different times on military bases. But let me tell you, a lot of it is just administrative work. So assuming that someone joining the military, army, navy, whatever it is, is fighting is wrong. Yeah, yeah but like, or some in people are or in support of the fighting. It's one so, or the other. Yeah. yeah, but bro, someone might be like a refrigerator repairman in yeah. Nebraska. That's, re- that's repairing refrigerators for the troops in Afghanistan that are no, killing. No, no, <laughs> dude, come on. Or, or I, they're, I, they're, yeah, they're keeping the administration going. Um, the point going, I'm yeah. trying to make is. Or the war machine. When you say that, if you want to make a point about people who have seen combat, is different from yeah. the military. No, in no, I'm talking about command command structure, basically. Somebody who repaired refrigerators in Nebraska is no different than a private refrigerator repairman. I mean, I guess it went yeah, to basic but great training. Great leaders aren't drawn. I'm not saying maybe you're a refrigerator repairman and you are a great leader, but usually great leaders are drawn to military command. Like they want to, they want to protect and serve the world. I think maybe you're picturing people of the past that maybe the World War II uh, era military veterans which yeah. a lot of them did see combat if you were in world war ii and equating that to what today is but i i just don't see it today Bro, when a 22 year old is he gets a commission and then outranks like a 45 year old nco like yeah, those that's... those are funny scenarios that i've seen as just someone as a family member at the uh, at, at like the what is, what is it called the commissary is that what they call them i don't know because I, I i i just have family members and i'm like buying food and i hear the grumbling from the guy who's who's like a non-commissioned officer being like why is a 22 year old giving me the business oh then he's got a bad commander a good 22 year old a good 22 year old commander will defer to his nco no yes no a good one will because he doesn't know what he's doing he's green no they outrank him yeah but you still as your command the commander you defer the guy with the experience in real life right now the military is training guys how to wear heels right this that's this literally unfortunately so happening has been right now shattered by the war in iraq uh, okay I, I think i think maybe you can put part of the blame on the war in iraq but i'm just you know there's a i think a lot of other factors that come into play and i do think you know kind of my point about the police versus the military you don't have the same belief in police that are willing to put their li- their lives on the line etc 
I, I think you would make a hard time jumping to just because it's military police is different. Military command. I'm talking about commanders. The commanding force of our military is like some of the greatest humans on earth. That's why they're in charge of our military. And we need those people in civilian life doing the same thing aren't for our people, consciousness. Aren't these the same people that you were earlier talking about committing the atrocities of sending drones over and killing people in frivolous wars? Yeah, they were destroyed? ordered by George Bush to do well, that. Well, then, then you're not a damn no, leader. No, no, you're no, not no, an no, effing no, no, leader no, no. if bro, you bro, do but whatever I don't know the if hell the you were told because someone had a piece of brass on their shoulder. Again, I know I'm getting canceled. I'm sorry. But nonetheless, like these people are still following orders. And that to me, that there's been a lot of horrific evil that's taken place in the world because of following orders. And, yeah. and Donald Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, all of these presidents have the generals walk in and say, here's what we're going to do and why we have to do it. And they say, okay. Yep. Donald Trump was very susceptible to just believing that generals were smart. He put a lot of faith in the military and he really believed what they had to say. And boy, did they screw him over. Yeah. Well, no, they, and also, you know, Ivanka came in and Jared came in and they're like, we want you to bomb Syria. Trump's like, okay, go bomb <laughs> Syria. And that's what Trump did. Look at, that's look at, according to, to Trump's own son, by the way, not just hearsay. And look at what they did when Trump was like, you know what? I'm getting our troops out of Syria because I've, I made a promise to the American people. And they went, oh, you got it, boss. Don't do it. And then they lied to us and claimed Incredible. they did when they didn't. I was watching video. Well, I mentioned that uh, they shall not grow old. And when you see returning troops get treated like garbage, like it just shatters their confidence and makes them unable to function in society. Like mm -hmm. it's for our troops to come back from Iraq and Afghanistan and be treated like they did something wrong is the worst morale destruction of our society. Yeah, look at Vietnam. I agree. Yes, I agree. But exactly what he's saying, you look back to Vietnam, the same thing. And I, I don't know that I, w I don't think you could say that men were destroyed from being men after Vietnam. Yeah, they were. That generation was annihilated. They had no confidence. It was, they were completely used and abused. I, un I understand that they were mistreated someone when they got back, but my, my, I guess my point is you're saying that where did the men go? And I guess, so did, they, did we lose men being men after Vietnam or did it happen? It happened after, after Iraq. Iraq. The, our, okay. our current society, this, this flawed narrative that we're, we're struggling with right now is a result of a lack of male leadership. This idea that there's that. toxic masculinity. Guys, I agree with that. You guys wanna hear a funny factoid? Do you know why Smith is the most common last name? Smith, Schmidt, and other forms of it? Because whenever a war would break out, there was one group of people that would never be sent to war and one group of people that would never be executed when a nation was conquered. The people that can make things. The blacksmiths. Yes. So when a war broke out, the blacksmiths, the smiths, would stay behind and make weapons. Yeah. If an enemy force took over that country or land, they would kill everyone but the smiths. Because they could use so them the again. Smiths Incredible. kept having kids. Yep, exactly. That's right. Because they were they were valuable. Mm -hmm. You needed someone to make the weapons. So my point there is, the people who didn't see the war typically were the ones that propagated. And you know, I think to your point, Ian, it's actually more than you realize. Like Vietnam, World War II, we had people come back from World War II, the Greatest Generation. Vietnam was destructive. I mean, people lost their minds. And then you get Iraq and Afghanistan, and also. It's just, it's, it's insanity at that point. I mean, World War II, I think for a lot of people, regardless of your politics, there was something really bad going on in this world. And uh, my understanding is the U.S. didn't know the Holocaust was happening until after they got yeah, there. Yeah, later. It's true. But well, there's, that's contended. Uh, there's Polish. Contested. In, uh, contended? Contested? They knew contested? about it. Contended? Let's figure this out. Contended I think, I think it's both. I think contested. Contested. Well, contending the contestant. Uh, Lukeisms. 
I, listen, I'll make all the words up I want. Um, and it's his truth. So you think they knew? Exactly, my <laughs> truth. <laughs> they absolutely did know, and they were given intelligence, especially from uh, Polish government officials, and there was a lot of photos, there was a lot of videos, and they had the opportunity to bomb the railroads, according to the history that I particularly saw, and decided not to. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, you know, a lot of corruption within our government, and a lot of Nazis within our government, like Prescott Bush, that of course openly supported Hitler, along with you know the Rockefellers and other very powerful families. They definitely knew about it. World War II was sort of a defensive war uh, because Hitler had taken France at that point. And with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The argument, they will try to make it look defensive. That's the whole thing. We were attacked by Osama bin Laden. We must create a war. No, that wasn't a defensive war. That was a war of aggression. And they used a, some cheap pretext for it. Watch out for the next one. Definition of Cambridge English Dictionary, Tim. <laughs> Contended is a real word. So when you put, I know it's a real word, but it doesn't make sense in the context in which you applied it. When yes, you put rockets on the border. Read, read the definition. When you put rockets on the border of Russia and then Russia invades to take care of those rockets, you can't call it a defensive war because Russia is the one that crossed the line. You put the rockets right there on the other side. It's not a war of defense right now. It's like. It's just as aggro as Vietnam. It's nuts. Yeah. Would America allow those weapons on the Mexican border? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. And like Russia needs Black Sea access, access through Novosibirsk. If Canada had our entire West Coast, had just a strip of land all down the West Coast, California, we didn't have any Pacific Coast access, we would have invaded no to way. take no, that Pacific yeah. access. Yeah. I agree. All right, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you about 11 p.m. They're always good, fun, spicy, and uncensored. We had a lot of news to talk about in the uh, members-only show, so you don't want to miss it. But let's read what you got to say. Potatoes for Seamus, says Tim and Cast. Great job on the latest Cast Castle. I do think it was one of the best. Some people have commented they're not fans, but hey, hold on. Look, like I mentioned, we are not a major Hollywood production house. The people acting on Cast Castle are quite literally just the employees who work here. And we direct them and say, okay, say this, say this. And they can't always do it. No beef. You know, we're excited that we get to have fun and screw around and make these episodes. So we made it as offensive as we could. No, we didn't. We could have been way more offensive, but it was. And I think Rusty Cage was absolutely brilliant. If you guys are not familiar with him, he's a big YouTuber and he does really funny videos. And uh, he came in and he was our sexual harassment trainer for the company. But I'll just give you the gist of the episode. Maybe you'll want to watch it. The mistake occurs when someone says we need to have sexual harassment training, and instead of teaching people how not to do it, Rusty comes in and teaches them how to do it. Yeah. That's the joke. And then a bunch of other stuff happens. That's actually only the B plot anyway, but it was very funny. He's great. Rusty's awesome. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, check him out. All right. Pirate Taurus Second Half says, Netflix users, I canceled my account months ago. They continued to charge me two times a month, argued, refunded only 15 bucks, told to complain to my bank. So they're reporting now that Netflix has has jumped 2.4 million users. And they're like, hey, they're rebounding. And I'm like, no, they aren't. They're cracking down on password sharing. But I mean, good for them. They're making more money. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, password sharing. 
Cody Justin Fannin says, holy cow, a notification with this topic? That's right. There you go. Hey, there we go. Finally, notifications are going out, huh? Yeah. There's some people. All right. Christina H. says, did anyone else have a hard time canceling their PayPal account? I had to argue with them a bit before they finally did. PayPal canceled me, so I didn't have to worry about what it. What happened? Wow. You, you were mentioning a canceling. <laughs> what happened exactly? Uh, we've been canceled by everybody, it seems like. Uh, we're not allowed to order from Vistaprint. Uh, they've what? told us uh, we are out of bounds, I guess. They won't tell us why. But the biggest thing that happened to us recently was, I'm going to name them, Clavio, who is our email provider. They're a billion-dollar company. I'd been with them for approximately two and a half years. Our last month with them, I spent, I think, about three grand with them. I get an email saying, uh, your content meaning our email content violates our, you know, it's hateful content that goes, that encourages violence or some nonsense like this. Typical. And of course I respond and say, Oh, this is news to me. Someone at the company must've done it other than myself. Please shoot me an example of where this hateful content that promotes violence is. And I will get this handled immediately. And the response is we can no longer discuss this matter. You've got 30 <laughs> wow. days to get your Typical. stuff and go. Well, the thing is when you have an email, like this cost our small company, a lot of money. And when our main way of communicating with customers is sending an email when we have new products, whatever it may be, and you lose, yes, I still can take my email list, but I've lost so much data. I know who wants to buy hoodies and who wants to buy t-shirts or who prefers whatever. All that gets lost. And then I have to re-upload to a new email provider and I'm no longer a trusted sender. And we had great, incredible open rates for email because people wanted to be on our list. So you're starting from scratch and getting sent to spam. And it's, it could put a lot of people out of business. That's why you get off, got to get off PayPal. I'll tell you right now, for those that are listening, uh, a lot of people stayed with, so, so we used to use PayPal for our memberships because when we started up the website, it was the easiest and fastest and it was cheap. We had a big burst of new users. So we immediately implemented Stripe. Stripe has made much better guarantees. Whenever we had a problem early on, I sent a message to the CEO himself, and he quickly addressed it and apologized, and that's fantastic. PayPal does not do that. So I like Stripe. Stripe's still far from perfect, though. Locals uses them. It's just, uh, you know, Locals, of course, was bought by Rumble. And then Rumble actually did one better. Dan Bongino, I think to some degree Rumble invested, I'm not sure, launched Parallel Economy. So what we did was, as soon as we could, it took some time, we got set up with Parallel Economy. That's Dan Bongino's financial transactions company got rid of PayPal from the website, and now all default signups, all signups default through Parallel Economy. That's Rumble, Dan Bongino, because we are building the Parallel Economy. And it's risky. There's risks with new companies. I mean, we could, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe the company doesn't make it, whatever, but I don't know. It's more important. Many users said, I don't care. I'll keep using PayPal. You don't have to stop using it. You can't sign up with it anymore. A bunch of people, because of what happened recently, started switching off finally. So if you want to get off the uh, PayPal, then the easiest thing to do is just re-sign up with Parallel Economy and cancel your account with PayPal or uh, email members at TimCast.com and we will try and help you set it up. Some people were really awesome. We, it, it's not so easy just to transfer the account over because if you already paid like on the 1st and it's the 19th, we can't like we can't issue pro rates. It's not that easy to do. But a lot of people are just like considered an extra contribution, and we're going to help you out. So I really do appreciate it. But for many people, we tried to find a way to do refunds. I don't know if we can actually do it because when you sign up, if we refund you, it like I think it might cancel the account or something. So I don't know. Look, all I know is we are trying to get away from PayPal, and we're doing the best we can. And I appreciate everybody who did switch over and uses Parallel Economy. And I appreciate everybody who reached out to Parallel Economy to support them in any way. I look forward to Parallel Economy launching little terminals, and then we can open a coffee shop and we can use them for everything. It'll be fantastic. 
For the record, what's the name of your company that was censored via email? Uh, freedomspeaksup.com. All right. We got Chaz Chartrand Morning. Morning says, Ethan Klein has said some really effed up stuff about Ben recently. Quartering did a video about it today. It's just so weird, you know? It is. Yeah. It's weird when people who have no business in politics all of a sudden become violent. That's a crazy thing. Yeah. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, today's been an angry day. After Ammon's story, after our electeds not caring if their actions so death, after divisive media and lie after lie after lie, I was a fool for, for so long, now I'm pissed. Yeah, I've been feeling that energy. Ammon Bundy's, the member, member episode we did last night with Ammon was crazy. Because there was so much that I didn't know about his story. A lot of people think that, like, you know, him and his family, like, had an armed standoff with, with police. Nope. Unarmed protesters. It was a group of them with no weapons, peacefully standing and, and protesting. And that was it. But they were in the vicinity of people that were armed that hypothetically had pointed their weapons, although I don't know if there was proof of that. But anyway, the, the entire case was dismissed. The charges were dropped. Right. And then uh, uh, the first charge, the first charges in Oregon, they, were, they got acquitted on. And the second charges in Nevada, they proved prosecutorial misconduct. The government was withholding evidence. It's an insane. He was in solitary. Story. He was in prison for eight months. They were without a- searching him. And then when, when he refused, they lied to the judge and claimed that he refused transport to his own trial. So the judge calls him and then he's like, Your Honor, I'd like to uh, make a verbal motion to mandate the prison transport me to my trial. And she's like, wait, what? They said you were rejecting that. And he's like, no, they're the ones doing it. The whole thing was corrupt. They said they were beating him. Why no, are those crazy. people not in jail? The ones that lied to the court. Nazis, bro. Those yeah, people you need to be in jail. Because it's illegal. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're committing a crime against another human being at that point that's being kept in a, a prison. It's, it's incredible. But those people continue to get away, away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like withholding evidence, I think. Yeah. I don't know the legalities of it. But no one's going to prosecute them because they're on the right side. Sorry, Forlot says, I can't wait for the FBI to raid Cast Castle. You know, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know that, that journalist who went missing? Should I like commission a very expensive, like six figure investigative piece? And, I, and I'm like, the reality is it may turn out the dude left his wife or something and quit, retired and went to the Bahamas. You don't know. So I'm like, no, we shouldn't do any stupid stunt. But uh, I imagine the, it's the journalistic work that would result in something like that. Because, you know, James O'Keefe, we'll see what happens. Sideways says, wanted to know the metrics on the revamped Cast Castle. I know there were some that complained about the changes, but hard numbers are good to have. I don't have any. Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, the metrics with YouTube are easy. You can see them. But since we've sh- shifted to the internal metrics, I actually don't know the metrics on our internal stuff. And I don't really care. I can tell you the metrics are the metrics that matter are people are signing up and watching it. And so we're making enough money to keep doing it. And that's what matters. When Cast Castle was a daily vlog on YouTube, it was losing lots and lots and lots of money. And we kept putting more and more money into it. And it wasn't working. And so I said, okay, we can cancel it outright and just stop making this stuff. And there are some people who are like, fine. And then I was like, or we could make once a week longer episodes, do more skits that we want to do, and then make it a members thing and see if we can get enough members to, to, be, to sign up that will cover the cost. Congratulations. We have enough people who have signed up that's covered the costs. That's all that really matters. If we can afford it, we'll keep doing it. I don't want to just cancel it for people who like it. For people who don't like it, I don't know. Sorry. Some things cost money. I mean, maybe, you know, there, there's a, let me tell you a story. Wendy's in the 2000s came out with something called the Smoky Cheeseburger. And they had this sauce, the Smoky Sauce, they called it. And boy, it was my favorite burger. 
and nobody else liked it, so they got rid of it. If you can't afford to make it, you're not going to make it. They're not going to just keep it there for me. So that's just reality of business. Yeah, I thought uh, um, Arrested Development was a really good show, too, and then they canceled it. But then they brought it back because the internet loved it. All right, let's see. CJ McLean says, Tim, do you think a pro-choice of the 20 weeks Republican as president would help calm the division in this country? No. Maybe it might benefit to a certain degree. Okay. But I think the problem is, as you as you saw with the Ethan Klein thing and, and Ben and being gassed and all that stuff, these people, it's not about policy. It's about tribal hatred. And they're going to keep saying this stuff until sooner or later people go out and riot and target people. You know, Scott Adams was mocked when he said Republicans will be hunted. Then we saw a bunch of Republicans get hunted. Not like every single one ever, but, you know, people were killed. There you go, man. Terrestrial G says, Ian may be an oddball, but he's our oddball. Check my music. I make oddball music. Well, all right. Moving on. Tim Jake says, the First Amendment does not protect journalists who discloses classified information. Read 18 U.S. Code 798. Uh, I, I think it depends, but, uh, you know, there's a nuance, nuance in all things. DJ Madero says, who would have thought that Mel Gibson's conspiracy theory is the dystopian future we live in? Which conspiracy theory is that? It's a movie. Oh, the Mel movie. Mel Gibson's conspiracy theory. Oh, that's what they're referring to. I thought, I thought he had yeah. like a specific conspiracy onto himself. Oh, the movie's awesome. Yeah. The movie's like, there's a scene where he puts a bottle on his doorknob. Mm-hmm. And so that way, if someone tries opening it, like jiggling it, it falls over and it's crazy. Yeah, that, that movie's funny. Good stuff. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Abrams thinks heartbeats are manufactured. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, another Georgia thing. Yep. <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> what's she said that the heartbeat you hear on ultrasounds is a fake sound made by the machine to so that men can control women. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That's the people coming from your state. That's, uh, that's a representation <laughs> of... of, of where you're from? It's, it's unfortunate. She's coming from my country. <laughs> Ivan Ooze says, only ever wanted has radicalized Ian into Tim's right-wing world. That's right. That's a great the, the, song. Uh, have you laid down vocals on the new one? Yes. Oh, you did? A while ago. They were oh. arguably demo. We might have to go back and touch them up, but they sounded so good. We'll see. The one note we got back for the new song was more harmonies. And then Ian keeps harping on harmonies. So yes, I think they vocal took the harmonies. Advice. All right. Straight white male says Matt Walsh is holding his rally to end child mutilation in Tennessee on Friday, hoping you have some journals on the ground. Really? Well, if anyone's listening from our newsroom, we should get on that because we can. That would be fantastic. That'd be cool. Mountain Ridge Collectible says we sell sports cards, TCG and anime. So I'd like to hook you and Ian up with some MTG products. I'd also like to do some kind of sponsorship or even help with your brick and mortar. Yeah, we're uh, getting we're setting up a, a, a physical location, and we're going to be launching the new show, Mall Store. Love I, it. I had a conversation with uh, some individuals who are skilled in this space, and it's looking really good that within the next year, the show is basically, we got a storefront, and we are going to create a pop-up store once a week that does something absurd. I'm going to give you an example of one of the jokes that we that I came up with at the top of my head, and we probably will do, so I'm spoiling it a little bit, but I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a store called Pokemon IRL, and we're going to have people outside yelling for families to bring their kids to come in and watch Pokemon in real life, and the only thing inside the room is going to be two cages on the left and the right with a rooster in each one. 
And then when the, the, when the parents come in to ask what it is and get you know, noticeably offended by the idea. We say, what do you think Pokemon is? It's kids training animals to fight each other. So that's an idea of like the jokes we do. The roosters will be in cages. And side note, for those that don't know this, the roosters will not actually fight. Roosters only fight if there's girls around. When you hear about cockfights, those are specially bred roosters with like, they cut the combs off and everything and they make them really aggressive. Ragers in their He's feet. talking about Georgia again. Yeah, regular, we, we, over at Cocktown, we've got like 18 roosters, and they'll just hang out and do rooster stuff. Yeah. As long as there's no girls, everybody gets along. So, But that's one of the jokes we're going to do. And then once a week on the weekends, we're going to, no, I think Monday and Tuesday is when we set up the new store and change it to something ridiculous. And then uh, with the, throughout the week, with the weekend, people can come in. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's uh, grab some more Super Chats. All right, let's see. Ready to Rumble says Ukraine has the largest deposit of lithium on the planet, 500,000 tons. It all makes sense now. Wow. Maybe, you know, people, I was reading that the Donbass region has a lot of lithium. With the loss of Afghanistan, we're going to need to get our lithium from somewhere. Right. Maybe that's it. Huh? I think there was uh, some super chats earlier that were talking about Ian's uh, opinion about NCOs and fresh, uh, fresh commanders taking hints from their NCOs. Not necessarily, you know, it was up there earlier, some of the super chats. But well, let's uh, keep reading. That's a lot of stuff I saw from Vietnam. A lot of good, great commanders that would come in off the boat would be like, you're the guy. You've been doing this for five years, so right. I'm following you for now. Right. Daniel Bennett says, trucker here. LSB Industries out of Arkansas and Oklahoma produces fertilizer, and I've been watching their stock price go up and up and up. Good Interesting. I'll have to take a look at that. Out of all the stocks that I have, the graphene one has done has actually got me a return. Everything's collapsing, uh, but that graphene one. When I was doing calculations in 2018, I got that uh, peak graphene will arrive in about 2029 is when it's going to be globally uh globally adopted things change obviously that was a projection from like four years ago but it's it's definitely i think a, a smart thing to invest in crooked smile says mr pool what do you think of using credit to acquire gold and then later on using said gold for gold back loans your thoughts <laughs> also waiting on financial advice videos please never going to give financial advice but wait a minute are you saying that use a credit card to buy gold then get a loan with the gold, and then what do you do? Do you pay off the credit card and then have cash or something? Is I don't that know. That's margin stuff. Be careful, because if the gold goes down in value, then you're going to owe all that extra money. You have to pay back your, your loan. He's pretty much telling you to make a gold Federal Reserve. Yeah. So. so wait, wait. What is this? You get a credit card. You buy gold with it. Now you owe on the credit card. Then you use that gold to get a loan. All you're doing is holding gold and having your credit back, I guess. But then if the gold goes down in value, how do you pay the loan back? I don't know. But what if a civil war or World War III breaks out and everyone forgets? That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm buying a house. And I'm like, I'm getting a mortgage. If the collapse happens, I'm not going to know. I'm not going to owe anything. Right? I don't know how that works. Well, there's no one to collect. Civil war happens. It's just like, all right. As you go, yeah. Who's coming after you? Who's got the Gatling guns? I've read crazy stories about people who got mortgages. And then after like a certain, like a couple, like a decade or so with like modernization and, and, and documents being moved, they sent a request to the banks to produce the documents proving they had a mortgage and the banks couldn't. And then like the mortgages disappeared. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There was something I was reading about. Um, it was, it, it may, maybe uh, may have been like a scam or something, but this guy was pointing out that when it comes to debt collection, often there's so much transfer of paperwork. They don't actually even have the original documents anyway. And you, the first thing you always do whenever someone tries to collect a debt is request original documentation. 
And many of these collecting agencies can't produce it. And if they can't, they you say, bye, have a nice day. I don't know who you are. Like, for all you know, they're lying to you. But then I was reading stories about like, when uh, I was reading about the, um, like Dillinger, and they said he would burn mortgage paperwork at banks so that they couldn't ever try to recover the, the property or prove that there was a loan on it or anything like that. He was like a that. bank robber, right? And he would yeah. go in and just destroy, yeah. destroy debt paperwork. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Like a robin. Because, the, like, no, but, but it wasn't, well, some argue it's because he was sticking it to the man. Others argue is that he was trying to uh, uh, favor, you know, generate favors with the, uh, oh, his buddies. favor with the public. The oh. public would be like, ah, we like it when he does that stuff. Because then all of a sudden they're like, we don't know how much you owe. So, well, too bad. Paperwork's gone. All right. Let's see. AO Shooter says, face it, Tim. The line has moved and you are conservative now because you seek truth. You've become one of us. One of us. One of us. Uh, you forgot to add Google Gobble. Google Gobble. One of us. I, I guess like in the modern era, conservative means that you want the truth and you care about facts. And the liberal and left means you want sweet, sweet lies. Like rewriting history. That would be the liberal yeah. thing would be to like, we're going to change what we don't like. Whereas the conservative thing is like, just keep it the same. Paul Renfer says, so when's the Cast Castle episode of Ian bring, uh, bring down on one knee with a ring asking Luke to start a business for Luke <laughs> to flex muscles rejecting Ian because he is married to his workout regiment? Well-written like well idea. Well, there you go. Moving on, Jeffrey Grajic says, Ian, come to Texas and get married. No alimony, just child support if children are involved, plus no state income tax. But it's also very hot. And so is Florida. I mm. like the heat. I like West Virginia. I got to look into those laws, though. West Virginia is fantastic. Maryland probably is awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cold. Disgusting. <laughs> yep. It's getting cold right now. I stepped outside last night. It was frigid. It's not nice in the RV. Really? Are you sleeping? You yeah. sleep in the RV for yeah. now? CB says, what they are trying to do is paint the whole show as conservative, so the damage is all of Timcast, not just Ian. Mm. That's right. The damage. That's my new nickname. The damage. <laughs> Ian the damage. Yeah, just call me the damage. <laughs> Silo Sybin says, Tim, it would be so fitting for you to have on the YouTuber Better Bachelor. As a guest, he shouts you out on his channel around 400,000 subs, and I found you there. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you, Better Bachelor. We'll, uh, we'll take a look at that. Take a look into that indeed. Five against eight says, easy calculation. Jezebel owes Ian $965 million. <laughs> well, there you go. That's so funny. Anthony Jones says, Tim, please show your true Trek fandom. Put together a team and go investigate the daily sightings of UAPs off our coastlines. Give the people what we truly want. That's a job for Shane Cashman. We just talked about the UAPs. Who was it on Rogan yesterday? He had a Navy pilot. We have, we, we have that story pulled up. We didn't get to it. Yeah, though. maybe, maybe we can talk about projects. it on the after show. I think we have a couple of ideas to talk about. But I think a lot of what's happening is, is they're focusing lasers into the sky and distorting radar and causing like a, a like a, a a morphing of the environment that looks like a craft. Then they're moving it around all weird. They move it yeah. around like what a craft might do to get the pilots to think maybe it's an actual craft, setting people up for some sort of false flag or whatever. But they're testing like laser technology called talking plasma. Carpe donctum. Hey, what up? He says, it's different when we do it, Democrats. That's right. And also, we need Elon Musk to get Twitter already so that Carpe donctum can come back. Mimic says, it was nice seeing Seamus on the show again. Ah, uh, old memories. Seamus, it was four months ago. He left. Emotional times. Yep. <laughs> One day, uh, he told us he was going out for scratchers. 
And then he never came back. <laughs> he must have won. It was he must have won. <laughs> he got One drunk day. off of the potatoes. Never yeah. came back. <laughs> he uh, he got drunk off the potatoes and then fell asleep in the gutter. Some nice old woman picked him up and carried him home, and then he woke up in a faraway land and just he's got amnesia now. Keep so. scratching, Seamus. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the videos on Freedom Tunes that are going up. It's actually me doing Seamus's voice, doing other people's voices. Yeah, Seamus. You've been yeah, covering for him this That's whole right. time. That's right, because I'm a good friend. <laughs> That's right. Check out Freedom Tunes on YouTube if you guys haven't. Seamus, is, uh, he's gone. He, he abandoned us. All right. Cindy Drellick says, regarding Breaking Bad, Walter White had some funny gun scenes, but as a whole, did the show get guns and ammo somewhat right? Glad you finally saw the best TV series out there, Heisenberg. I like Better Call Saul better. Except for the ending. Everything in Better Call Saul was really, really good, but the ending was really, really bad. It felt like there was no ending, you know? I kind of don't want to spoil it. I haven't... Don't. I haven't seen it, and I yeah. hear it's really don't. good. But well, I, heard, I didn't like Breaking Bad that much. So the issue is, when you're doing a prequel, and people want an epilogue, the epilogue is after Breaking Bad, but the resolution of the prequel needed... They, it, it, so basically what happens is the, the show's end is an epilogue. And I felt like oh. the prequel se- the series itself probably should have had an explosive climax. But I guess they didn't want to do that because how do you? Because we know what happens in Breaking Bad. I don't know. Yeah, George Lucas did that with Star Wars Episode One as he wrote the prequel second. But he made it act. He, he pretended like you didn't already see the episode four, five, and six, and that you were going to watch them in sequence, but everyone already knew that Palpatine was the emperor. So it was like kind of right. flat. David T says, happy to support a show that's not afraid to bring on conservative commentators like Ian Crossland. Man, he'd be a wild candidate for president. Tim is a brave man. First thing you do in office. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say it out loud because it's a, it's a big <laughs> complex what I do. plan that it needs to be enacted all at once. I would immediately... Allocate $550 million towards the production of graphene. Oh, yeah. Full graphene revolution. We're pulling carbon dioxide out of the air. We're doing video chats with foreign diplomats and leaders all over the world daily. We're having at least one to three hours a day on video uh, live. It's all about communication. If you're the president, your job is to communicate. Can we just start firing people? That's kind of the direction I'd like to see. I like that. I'm open to that. that. Just abolish. Just a lot of Abolish all of it. Yes. Aggressively. Action Man says, I heard H3 is getting divorced. Wonder why. I, I think that's that fake. Really? I heard that, that and then yeah, I heard it was fake. sound real. And he was awesome. But yeah, I, I don't believe that. But what, what, what is there something I didn't hear about? Is it, what, what is well, that? I heard it. And then I think Jeremy Hambly might have said, no, it's not true. Yeah. And then I, that's the last I heard about it. Let that was like two weeks it. ago. Yeah. It was I, like, oh, no, no. Uh, Ethan said that Jeremy was getting divorced. And then Jeremy's like, he's, oh. no, I'm not. So then he said that Ethan was getting divorced. Oh. And then it turned out they were both lying. Oh. Okay. Just to get back at each other. They deserve each other. Yeah. They, they should they marry each other. They do. <laughs> Have they done a show together yet? I hope they so. should. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely should. Yeah. Captain Tanker Joe says, my grandpa's an interesting man. He claims to be fighting socialism and authoritarians, yet he votes Democrat. He advocates for the genocide of Russians openly. I'm certain if Stalin or Uncle H had a D next to their name, he would vote for them. Uncle H. Yeah. (laughs) Not my name says anybody else feel like abortion is similar to a deal with the devil with the baby being the human sacrifice. I can see that, you know, in certain circumstances, especially post viability. It's like, I want more comfort and wealth. I know. Kill this thing and give me what I want. Oh, what's this? Matthew Dean Bodo says, did you see Kanye West apologize on the Piers Morgan show a few hours ago? 
I'm definitely watching that interview later. That sounds cool. Hostile bogey inbounds says H3H3 H3 was never edgy. It has always been cringe. I guess. No, the FUPA and the Vape Nation stuff was great. And he had he ridiculous. had Jordan Peterson on his show. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, he bent the knee. He got scared. He did. Like, there, there are a bunch of YouTubers from back in the day who were anti-woke. They they all panicked and just started taking stuff down. Chris mm-hmm. Reagan took down Punch a Nazi. Yeah. Apparently, someone told him he was helping Nazis, so he was like, okay, and then he took it down. It's like, look, man, I think there, there's, some, there's, some, there's some good in that. Someone like Chris, who knows that his whole bit was like making jokes and talking about games and movies and comedy and hanging out with his roommates, was getting dragged into a political conflict and all of a sudden said, like, why am I in this? And a bunch of those guys did, said, I don't want to be political. I don't want to be in this world. I get it. Ethan went the other way. He said, I'm going to be fully political, even though I have no idea what's going on. I got this old video, and I think it's called Pain. I have a few old videos where all I'm, it's like I'm in the most depressed, hateful state of my life. And I'm talking about humans are horrible. They're dead. They're dead to me. They're going to die. We're going to wipe ourselves. It's like really negative, and it's on YouTube. And I'm wondering, should I delete it? Or is it like part of the story of what I went through? I don't know. So you are. Because it's like put it's still putting out that energy and I don't agree with that anymore. I'll tell you what you can do. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at Timcast.com so you can watch the uncensored after show that we'll be having well, we will have tonight at about eleven PM. And the show from yesterday with Ammon Bundy was amazing. Plus the Cast Castle vlog is silly, offensive shenanigans. You don't want to miss it. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Seth, do you want to shut anything out? Uh, yeah, visit uh, freedomspeaksup.com. You can find me on most social media, including Twitter, for now, at Seth Weathers. For now. I'll see you, you there. Never I'll know. follow you, you on You never there. know. Yep, uh, our time here is limited. My YouTube channel is <laughs> youtube.com forward slash wearechange. I did a story today about General Armageddon. Yes, that's a real legitimate nickname on the new front in Karasan. Lots of very important updates. Check out that video right now on youtube.com forward slash wearechange. I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe to me on Minds. Get with me everywhere you want. At Ian Crossland. Seth, we didn't talk about physical health on the, the show. I want to get into that. We, maybe on the after show, we can talk about phthalates and like what you've been doing with your diet because like you've Love got it. like a revolutionary diet. And uh, I don't know. It's not revolutionary. It's very simple and basic. But I think everyone should eat weight, um, eat steak, lift weights, be unsensible, and screw the government. That's Thank all you, you need to do. Love you. Thanks for coming, man. Great to be here. And I'm Serge.com, and you guys will see us in the late show. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Cheers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.